Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <laughs> it is the Migs cast. My name's Steve Migs. I'm here with the Reverend Fuego. Yep. And Glenn Cannon, everybody. Oh, I missed you guys. Missed you too, man. We were off last week. I didn't know what the hell. Jeez. I almost felt like. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to describe it. Dude. Okay, just to give everyone, because we were dealing with it all morning, I, I finally, it was like, first text of the morning, some listeners like, uh, wow, you guys are live, what a shock, and I explained to the guy, I'm like, well, we were supposed to be back last week, but we weren't, because, well, BJ's mom-in-law How had a- dare you have a life outside right. of your duties as a radio personality, <laughs> man. Uh, and so I, I explained it to the guy, he goes, well, that's information I didn't really care to hear, or something along those lines. Oh. And I go, well, you asked, ha-ha, trying to be friendly with the guy. He goes, no, I don't think I did. And I'm like, yeah, you started it with- Whoa. Like, the guy was being a dick, and I'm oh, like- total. You saw it, yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 because I follow the text as well. So I'm going back and forth with this guy, trying to be nice, you know, because we can't be dicks. Well, he's obviously a fan of the show. Right. Why would you be, I don't understand being abusive towards people you love. I don't get that. That's part of the liberal war on women, I guess. I, it is the liberal war on women. That's flashback humor. <laughs> Men and women. <laughs> yeah, so we, I try and give the guy like a, a legit, honest answer. Like, this is why, and, and then it was finally I hit the point where I'm like, I actually texted this to the guy. I go, I give up. Have a good day. Yeah. And then he writes back, trying to explain his way of thinking, like, this is what I mean when I say this. It's more of an implication about you guys take too much vacation. I'm like, well, you asked a question, I gave you an answer, and now you're being a dick. How much vacation do you take a year, dude? I think BJ gets, is it like five or six weeks? It's a lot. It's a decent amount. But the guy's been doing it. That's less than a school teacher. Right. The thing is- is anyone going to turn down more vacation time? No. Like, I never understand that logic of people getting mad at us when we take vacation. It's like, I understand. I appreciate you I mean, want us to be live. People love Brad Pitt. How much time does he get off a year? What's the problem, man? <laughs> One guy's like, People you guys- love the Seahawks. How much time do they get off between seasons? What do we do? What? I don't, I'm going to just go in the corner Dude, now and cut myself. This is, this is the world we're in with these texts. Like, we were talking about this morning. Like, I love that we can have interaction with everyone who listens to the show. I think it's awesome, but it's also a curse. <laughs> because it's say, like you're not loving it right now. Yeah, because some people do not deserve a direct line to us. <laughs> no, like that's why we had call screeners for so long, and oh. why I still do it because I can at least filter that out. But with the texts, it's just unfiltered. How often do they lie to you? How often do they like, oh yeah, I'm gonna you know blah blah blah, and then they actually get put through, and it's a totally different. Not does that, that happen often? It does happen, um, but for the most part, if they want to mess with like BJ or Steve, if they're up front and they tell me, I'll be like, They'll all right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't that awesome? Yeah, it, just pulling the pin out of the grenade. Yeah. He's like, "Let me help you. Here's some other things you should say." Exactly. I'd be like, "All right, well, I'm going to set it up this way. You'll be this person. Go for it." Because if it's going to be messing with those guys, I'm cool with it. Some people try; they'll say some story and then try and get on with something else. And 
it's like, okay, great. We've got a dump button if you're going to, you know, do the stern stuff, you know, the Baba Booey crap. But no one ever really does that with us. Yeah, we've, I don't think we've I remember, ever had it. I yeah. remember getting nuked. Oh, Ryan's looking at you. He's giving me the, the Jesus Christ post through the window there. <laughs> Which I had video of that. I, I got, it was the American Idiot Contest. This goes back. Oh, wow. Eight wow. years or something? Eight years yeah. ago. Yeah. And we were up on the show in the morning. It was dope, getting all kinds of love. I mean, all, a lot of bands were involved in the American Idiot Contest, and it was a great exposure tool for all yep. these bands. But it was uh, caller voting. Yep. And there was a couple different bookers there that voted, too. And it was cool to meet. That was a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. But I remember... Um, you know, we had a couple people call through and just give us a perfect 10, which was, you know, thanks for that. I don't know if we're worthy of that, but thanks for the 10. <laughs> right. And then this one guy got through and he was like, those guys suck. I give that a one. I give that less than a one. And the call, like right then, click. And I remember seeing the look on BJ's face, which is, I'm so sorry that just happened. Right. But, and we all discussed it after the fact, like, yeah, dude, that call, guy called in and he was going to, yeah, man, I, I like him. They're cool. The song's decent. I'm going to give him maybe a sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when he got through, he he bombed us. And it was obviously, I mean, I'm sorry, but it was obviously another musician that was angry that we were getting exposure or this opportunity or whatever. And we right. truly got torpedoed. And it was one of those things where he straight up, like, and I don't think it was you. I don't remember, but uh, it may have been, but whoever it was was like, Dude, I never would have put that call through. I had no idea. And it's like, dude, it's all good. It was a contest, and that's what contests are all about, and we're not... But we got bombed by a <laughs> yeah. guy that straight up lied to get on the air Absolutely. to nuke us. I, looking and back I on never that, forgot it. I was like, man, because you guys were even like, we're really sorry that just happened. I'm like, yeah. no, no worries. I already have a substance abuse problem, and so I'm just going <laughs> to deal with this the way I deal with everything else. This is just giving me reason to drink. <laughs> In fact, I appreciate that That's call because be- spirit. Before that, <laughs> spirits, spirits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looking back on that, I remember that contest, and we, yeah, I, I kind of think in the now looking, it's like ten years too late. But we should have taken the best and the worst grade and just threw them out the window, like how yeah. they do in other situations. It's you know right. what I mean? That way, at least you eliminate that and just keep everything else. But, I don't fault you guys for anything. It was just a, a cat that saw a chance to oh yeah to take a knife to I, us and did. I was that know? guy though when I was a kid. I used to call sports talk radio all the time and all i wanted to talk about was the new jersey devils we've played the i'll have to find the audio it's the audio oh really oh i'll find is it his phone. little young steve voice it's like 14 year old steve uh, Pre-pu- but, he's got like three pubes and dude so i would call and they would always um i just want to hear the young steve voice oh dude it's amazing i'll find it for sure but whenever i would call i want to talk about the new jersey devils mind you this is the flagship radio station for the new york rangers so they really didn't the guy was being cool but he was like i don't really want and the devils were a crappy team back then it was before they won any stanley cups they were always in the the basement and he's like i don't really want to talk about the devils with you man but he would humor me because it was the overnight show and i'm sure he didn't have a how did you have to fight to get through because even getting through to a radio station is borderline impossible i would like to say like you know it's a hang up redial hang up redial 70 times that's why i'm always blown away when like one hit wonder when wade yeah i hear him on the men's room like every day i'm like how does he do that we 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 have it with beat migs a lot of the times especially if there's prizes that people want like there we've got a subset of people who will always call and i got to kind of filter through that um but how do they get through Rude. Persistence. I used to do it back when I was working a security guard. Um, it was most of the time overnights, but uh, I had a phone that would double, like it would redial, mm-hmm. and I had two lines. So it was just smack hit, 
smack hit, and I could just do that back and forth. I mean, I won so many tickets. You get through. Yeah, I just won a ton of tickets that way because it would be like when you know they they had the overnight person who was just sitting there, and be like, "Well, I guess we're gonna do some tickets. And just do it, do it, do it." Well, do it, do I've it. also just learned that you were once a security guard. Oh yes, yeah. That's the worst fantastic. security guard ever. Did you ever tase anyone? Did you have to beat no, anyone or no, restrain we, anyone? We, we did you observed, ever give chase? We observed and report. Look at me. Do you think I chased anything? Give chase. No, no. Oh, no. I imagine him running down some playing, some thief or something. Like World of Warcraft. He's yeah. too busy fighting fake things in the <laughs> I was, battle crime. Uh, yeah, I had one one job that was working at a uh, a government building, uh, uh, and so I was inside, and everything was just locked up. You would see everything if they had key card readers, but beyond that, observe nothing. Observe and report. Yeah, observe mm-hmm. and report. I worked on the weekends. You were unarmed. N- no, unarmed. Oh, completely unarmed. Bummer, man. Nobody was you there. you like a, one of those wa- a baton? You didn't have a baton? No, because if you did anything, you could get sued. <laughs> they could sue you. They could sue the company. It was That's all not just... what we're sold by television and film. No, right. no. <laughs> John Cena would have fought. I was there to make sure right. that there were, there were no leaks. There are no leaks in the building because these buildings, one of the, the HVAC guys actually named it Waterworld because leaks would just happen. So you were just you were just making sure that the place was safe from leaks, yeah. not from crime. Yeah, totally. That's and, awesome. And I, a couple of times there were massive leaks Waterworld. where I had to call them in and call in my boss and just start mopping and I'm just imagining his office where he's got all these stuff. inventions built from, like he pees on his little pear plant and, you know, yeah, like I'm imagining this full on like. Rev's like, just call me Kevin Costner. Yeah, that, that's Justin's office, <laughs> but no. For awesome. the most part, for the most part, my security stuff was uh, boring. They, okay. I mean, I had to well, deal that's with. That's cool. I just like, said I didn't know that about you. Yeah, man. yeah. Before that, then I decided I needed to do something with my life, and uh, well, now I'm here. And he's still trying to figure out what to do in his life, <laughs> pretty like much. the rest of us. Pretty much. Were you at PAX, dude? Yes. My man. Whew. Yeah. This R- whole week has been insane, Rev's had a crazy... He was on Doug Benson's Doug Loves Movies podcast, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Second time that the Rev's been on it, which is awesome. And I yeah. got to watch the video that your wife, Michelle, put up on Twitter. She periscoped like a good chunk. Man, you knocked it out of the park. Dude. Yeah, right on. Even somebody else said on Twitter, and I got to thank him a lot for that, because they like said you, I, I was more comfortable, and I actually integrated a lot more, or interacted oh, you were Great. More. You were awesome. Oh, it was. I'm it, too lazy to grab the audio, but <laughs> if was, I wasn't so lazy, actually, I'm just too hungover still. So, oh, uh, dude, right? Dude, you were. It was so much. Not that you did bad the last time, but you could tell like you were just answering the questions. You were like, I didn't want to make a total ass out of myself. This time it felt like you were comfortable. Yeah. You were in your own environment. I mean, plus it's Doug Benson, who's a bud. So yeah. that helps. And but, at this point, and I Graham would, Elwood's always great. Dude, that helps too. Graham is one of my favorite comics. Likewise. And he's so funny and he's just so intense and like what was this was this like a live at yeah, the Neptune live at the Neptune sold so out I've, oh that's I've performed, sick I've performed yep. twice at Dude. the Neptune now yeah and I can my say man that. <laughs> I played that state that place sold out I love too. that place. Cap of that place I think with the balconies nine ninety nine. Ooh, so nine, that was nine. a thousand heads listening to you talk, man. It was that's great. sick. And this, the, that's the, so cool. And the podcast Doug Loves Movies is a is like one of the most popular podcasts in the country. Like I mean, it's a, it's like a major player on yeah. iTunes. So uh, every time he's on it, I have my buddies from college, a bunch of my fraternity brothers, like, "Hey, who's that guy that's on? I, I heard your name on Doug Benson's podcast." And one of the guys, I'm like, "Oh, that's the dude that works with us." He's like, "That's so cool! Wow, how's Doug that's Benson rad. a cool guy?" Yeah, it's, it's that pretty is awesome. Super and rad. yeah, Doug's a super awesome guy. Just the fact that he's like cool enough with letting me be on there 
It's just like it, or it, stoned it, enough. You know, yeah. I mean, a little bit. He loves buy me some time, man. He loves beat Migs so much yep. that we started by just playing beat Migs with him on stage. Yeah, we used to go on his podcast oh, and play beat Migs, nice, and then he's just like, "All right, we'll have it. Just come on and just play the games with us and stuff." And then he comes in studio a lot of the time. And I've, uh, I've heard him in studio. He's like, great. I've heard him on the BJ Shea show. Yeah, yeah. He's so yeah. funny, man. That's awesome. Uh, there was one you, that segment that I watched. It was that the game was. Each round, you had to add one more word, but it was like, okay, now start with two-word superhero movies. Oh, yeah. Everyone gets through that, obviously. That's not too hard. Then it's three-worded superhero movies, then four, and then I think it was like five, and about five, it's like people are like just trying to add an extra, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Marvel's The Return of Spider-Man <laughs> 2. Yeah. yeah, I think mine on that one was uh, The Avengers Age, Age of, of Ultron. Ultron. That's the first one I thought of was yeah. like Age of Ultron. That was yeah. the one that I pulled out, but before yeah. that, like all the other ones were like Batman movies. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, well, no, I was thinking about the old, the, when the Batman movies got, when Schumacher got involved and the Batman movies just got horrific. Oh, yeah. Didn't those have longish no. titles, or was it no. Batman and Robin and Batman then... Batman and Robin and, oh, God, what was the other one? There was the Val Kilmer one with uh, Nicole Kidman and Nicole Kidman stupid oh, hot in it. Gosh, I can't remember, but yeah, it was like Batman was and unwatchable Robin. Unwatchable movie. Yeah, they were just really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like for the, it was, it was awesome. I would have failed so miserably. I'm so glad that like it wound up being you because I would have failed so miserably at that. I would have just been like the, the the idiot just trying. I mean, I had the Guardians of the Galaxy and I was so jacked about that, but that was about it. Well, you got yeah. your ringers for different things because if they get into sports or hockey or whatever, then you're the ringer. See, so you got to have right. You've got a couple different aces in the hole, depending. But this whole podcast is movie based. Oh, see, and I- my movie knowledge, like when Doug hit me up, he's like, "Hey, man." You know, I don't want to like upset any, like, you know, I think maybe someone, maybe a listener might have given him a heart. I don't know what, but like, he was like, I don't want to just like invite the Rev without offering the invite to you guys. I'm like, hey, man, we don't care. Whoever you want to have on our show, yeah. it's fine. But if you'd like to have some fun with it, because obviously I know BJ won't do it because it's a Thursday night, mm-hmm. I would be more than happy to jump on, but. Don't know we we both movies. know, like he, like he knows, and I, I know, like I'm not a good movie person. I was like, why don't we have some fun with it on the air? Yeah, let's create a a, a, a game. A movie trivia game, Rev versus me, you ask the questions, we'll have someone from our show write the how, questions. How deep does it go? Because I have a movie, I'll, I'll send you guys a photo when you get home, but I, he gets, I have a movie collection that's a bit mind-bending, and I'm a, I'm a, I, I, have, a, I have a film habit. You I'm, would thrive in this show. Well, you it depends, because it. if it goes super deep cut stuff. It's not really, because a lot of the times the other guests don't know a whole lot. It's a lot right. of his comedian friends or okay. um, people who are around the area, that sort of thing. Like when we, when we were on, it was comedian Graham Elwood, another comedian. Uh, Andy Haynes, uh, and then it was Ken Jennings from Jeopardy. Jeopardy, who always wins. Yeah, yeah, who just destroys it. Oh, just came up with Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension as well. By the way, see, see. across the eighth dimension. That's six. That would have got you the six, which was the one that tripped up everyone. Six. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the only one that one of my I, favorite films too. <laughs> uh, Ken got uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice because, yeah. because somebody else had said it before. I couldn't think of anything, so I said the Dark Knight Rises director's cut. Which was funny. Was that passable? No. Uh, no, clearly not. I, mean, <laughs> I, had nothing. I had nothing. But uh, yeah, that one would have worked. Uh, the other person said, someone else uh, from the crowd said, Superman for the quest for peace. Oh, yeah. Good call. Right. Which I'm like, how? I wouldn't know but that. But when someone says it, then you're like, oh, of course. Yeah, like, right? I remember the movie poster. He's got the warhead yep. and he's flying up. And I remember <laughs> that, man. And that's where I think, I, so like when we were talking with Doug about it, I'm just like, yeah, you know. This would be a fun movie. Like we could make a trivia game, and his whole response was, "He's like, I love the idea, 
but can I still play beat mix? I'm like, <laughs> yes, we'll do it in a no. different segment. We'll make it just a standalone segment. He's like, this will be awesome. He and loves beat mix. So it was going to be fun. And I knew for, good. I mean, and you I knew, guys know that, right? I mean, that's, oh, people love it's it. It's one of yeah. the high points of the show. I mean, to why me. we do it twice? I love it, man. <laughs> no, I mean, we you we know? see the re- like whatever research but we put into it. Occasionally, he'll go deep cut sports on me, and I'm done. Yeah. The minute you go sports, I'm like, if I'd called in today, I'd be completely hosed. The only ones I don't do, I won't do wrestling unless it's super easy that I think well, everyone he can would get. Destroy. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. That's wrestling, not fair. hockey, right. and alternative music. Yeah. I don't normally all rock from the '90s. I mean, I'm an unstoppable force. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my, I'm burning a lot of brain cells these past few years, we so maybe go I could do okay. Sometime on some random category that we both love, man. I think that'd be fun. That'd maybe be we'll do fun. it. On, maybe Rev. We'll have to have a yeah. game show on this on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it here, or it. we can do it over wings or something. I don't even care if it's recorded. <laughs> that'd be kind of fun. Like it we, would be fun. Maybe we'll we'll have to figure this out maybe offline. But like have like. Each of us host, like, we just decide, okay, now Rev and Glenn are taking each other on, and I have to come up with questions that I think both of you would excel at. Oh, yeah. Then, Rev, you do it, too. That'd and Glenn, be a you lot do of it, fun, too. Man. I don't know what we call it, like the roulette trivia. I don't know. We'll come up with It'd something. be Russian roulette at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get back, though, to the... Half hour ago when we talked about hearing your 18-year-old voice. <laughs> yes. I think I'm 13, maybe, at this time. I don't remember. Sorry, man. I just got derailed by the I was a no. security guard, and the half hour went by. <laughs> totally fine. That's the beauty of podcasts. People are stuck with us. Right. <laughs> Here's um, a, a clip of me calling a sports talk show. We, I, I called him all the time. And irritating them. Yeah. I wish I had more of the audio. At one point, he, he said, I'm going li- to grow up to be a loser. Because he got so annoyed with me, which is funny that I've grown up to do his job, basically. <laughs> with great success, actually. Right, I, like, I would, award nominated, like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like, I would love for it, like, I would love to get lunch or dinner with this remember guy. Remember me, bro? Yeah, yeah. Remember you said I was going to amount to nothing in life? Uh, we are doing the same thing now for a living. <laughs> Suck it. All right, here's a clip of it. Steve is calling from Brooklyn. How you doing, Steve? Morning, Steve. Um, I'm talking. I want to talk about when you you talk to her. You could hear the nerves. I can hear the I'm accent, shaking. though. The accent's oh, great, dude. Yes. You hadn't like the Pacific Northwest burns it out of you, but well, you know, honestly, upstate New York really burned a lot of it out of me really? too. Because in college, I was like one of the few people that had a thick New York accent. Because oh, in upstate, yeah, man, like I, I used to joke, everyone talks like they're on the TV, right? Yeah. So here we go. Early, uh, earlier about a caller with um, Sean Burke Quora. and the Devils. Uh huh. And you said that the best chance, that the best thing they should do is probably get a goalie. Yeah, another goaltender for behind Terreri, one who can play. Oh, I guess the best thing they can do is bring up Brodeur and try to work him in a couple of games. And it would be worth uh, bringing him up? I think so. I mean, he, he proved that he could play, like, in the NHL caliber level. Steve, thanks for calling. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay. Bruce is calling. <laughs> So that, yeah, yeah, I'm loving that, man. The best part, I called it. I, I said the goalie they should bring up became one of, arguably, Did if not happen? the best goalie of all time, the second best goalie of all time. Oh, so you were way in front of it. You, oh, you yeah. had it. You Martin had it. Brodeur became either, or as I called him back then, Brodeur. Uh, <laughs> he is argued between him and Patrick Waz, like the best goalie of all time. Like, And no I'm like kidding. Mr. Guy calling this radio show. And that's should've... why I don't ask hockey questions. No, he's, he's got it. <laughs> but see, that's like, I remember like uh, the band Big Wreck came around. And I was like, okay, this band's going to be one of the biggest bands of, of this era. I guarantee. And they went nowhere. So right. like, I, we, I, don't, I, I don't know how to pick winners. Like, you've got things figured out, dude. Oh, that was a one-time Would you like luck. to manage a rock band? Yeah. <laughs> Only if he goes across pain. town and manages Clover Jane. Like, I'm like, oh, because oh, he's got to pick a winner. 
gotta, he's gotta pick a winner, man. <laughs> oh man, that was, dude, that, it's funny hearing that audio of me from like you're right. It's like, rad. Yeah. It's rad though. It's I mean, like super thick. Brooklyn when I go boy. back to Maryland, it takes about 48 hours. Where my wife always laughs. She's like, "You get on the phone with your father." Oh yeah. And the Appalachian comes right back out. Monday is Monday, Friday's Friday. Uh, Friday. Oh, dude, and, and me and she's like, "Oh my god, I hate listening to you talk." Or, or when Mark and I work on cars together. Everyone's like, I don't know what happens to you guys, but you guys start talking different. Yeah. And it, we, we're right back in, you know, the Cumberland Valley again, I think. Uh, See, I'm from- Allegheny Wa- County, baby, you know? I'm from here, and I don't, like, is, like, I've heard that we have, like, just non-accents. It's like, very neutral. There's yeah. There's not a thick, like, Monday, you want to come see me Monday? I can pick you up Friday. No, That's dude. how I talk where I'm from. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, things like, y'all better best start being have. <laughs> we do the math on that, but yeah, when I, I moved out I here, I'm trying to still figure being Have. Being have. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, behave. Have is apparently a state of being. <laughs> have is something you'd be. So y'all better best start being have. Uh, over there amongst Teddy Grams and all. Yeah. <laughs> He's blowing the funny shapes and all. Being Have. You that guys have never awesome. you've never been Have? I've never been <laughs> Have. I definitely wasn't Have this past weekend at Bumbershoot. Oh my goodness. So you actually hit up Bumbershoot? Kinda. Who was at Bumbershoot? I saw a bunch of stuff hit the old internet. Billy Idol. That was a that was That's cool. Is he still got Stevie Stevens playing with him? I think so. Third Good Eye Blind. Sure. I always like Stevie Stevens. I'm not the biggest third colon wrinkle fan, but yeah, you know. Sorry, guys. Now I just made some. Third Eye mad. Blind would have been cool. That would have been fun to see. I didn't see any of those bands though. I went on Saturday, and uh, we were mainly Ted and I, Ted Smith from you know Mendrew. Is Third Eye Blind the semi drunk kind of life? Dude, yeah. dude, 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 dude. It's just hey, too poppy for me. That's not drunk. That's about crystal meth, man. Yep, doing crystal meth. Right. It and was. then closing yeah. times about leaving your mom's uterus. It is. Remember? Actually, I See, would, we already talked about I that. I would buy the the semi the. He, the he, I would buy that. That's a the lyrics. There, make sense. there is a line in it that gets censored out on the radio, but it says "doing crystal meth" well, during the song. That could be a girl he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Girls named Crystal are generally always hot and willing. So they now were getting playing... hate mail from crystals. <laughs> and third eye blind fans. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, bro. I don't know. What do that I know? That jumper song changed what my life. I know. I shouldn't have said anything bad about third eye blind. I'm sorry. <laughs> but on Saturday, we went to go see uh, Run the Jewels. It's a hip hop group that Ted and I are big fans of. So that, that would have been cool. Macklemore was the big artist that night. How was that? We didn't watch him. We okay. got too drunk. I'm fair with you. We got too drunk. I we wound up going back to Ted's apartment. Drinking a bunch and listening to Macklemore, so <laughs> almost the same. It's exactly the same. I know. So ass backwards. I love so it. backwards. But mostly we just walked around, looked at people. It was, dude. I mentioned on the air this morning though, and and it's maybe me just getting older. I'm 41, so I can understand that maybe I'm like the the grandpa. You're in the, in the entertainment of, industry, dude. You're really only 26. That's right. Forever. Yeah. Right. In your bio, you're 26. I'm forever 26. Right. Even. <laughs> Yeah, Chad Kroger is still thirty. Right, you read the Nickelback bio. Guy, <laughs> Dude, I knew a radio DJ for he's a long like the time. Benjamin Buckle or whatever the mysterious case Benjamin of Benjamin Button, Button or whatever. <laughs> there was a radio guy in this market that would constantly say he was like thirty-five, and he was a solid ten years older than me. We all know Ricker's older than that. <laughs> well, and, and Steve, everybody Did I knew call who you were talking Did I about. Call it? You clearly I nailed it. Call it. Yep. <laughs> but he would lie about it. I'm like, bro, why? Just embrace it. Just be you, yeah, man. Dude. If you're cool, you're cool, Nobody and you're cool. Cares. Yeah. If you're cool, you're cool, David and you're Bowie cool. David Bowie was 104. It's okay. Right. At some point, people are gonna be able to do the math. Like, yo, I've been listening to you since I'm 17. I'm now 35, and we're still the same age. That's right. This is very weird. Yeah, I know it is weird. How Can you buy me some beer? That? That's right, broski. <laughs> Uh, 
I, I love that I called it. Like, just nailed it. Bink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, you nailed it. I love you, bro. No offense, Ricker. I oh, love you, buddy. I miss that guy. He's, he's awesome. Guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's and awesome. whenever he comes to town, it's always great to see him. But yeah, I always man. thought that was the funniest thing. I think now he's finally to the point where he realizes. Hell with it. Being his age and being as hip and cool as he is is actually yeah, dude, it's a, it's, it's it okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I, I don't think it matters. Nobody man. cares. I never cared when I was younger. Uh, if I was listening to a radio personality and they were like, I mean, like Stern or whoever, a musician. I don't care. I don't care. Right. Don't, good is good. Good. It's exactly correct. And and here's the thing: is most people don't get good until they get a little bit older and have some years under them. That's actually very true. It can be true. And radio and music, anything that involves telling a story. Neil Young was an you need old fellow when I found him, and I thought he was dope, and I traced it back to when he was younger, and then that was cool too, because I was like, oh, I can see all the different flavors he's tried and how he's evolved and. He evolved you know, Yeah, Neil yeah, Young yeah, went yeah. through. I mean, he kind of wasn't scared to try anything. He had like a weird electronic face uh, for I know, a half he a did. He, he put out did one really? record. Oh, yeah. yeah. You should see the cover, man. He's got little square glasses on. And, <laughs> and I cool. think Neil just went. <laughs> you would probably like oh, that record. Oh, dude. I he, might. He went, I'll give this a toss. Huh. And if you don't like it, I don't care. I'm Neil Young. Burn in hell. That's what I, he's like, dude, I, I'll do what I want. Screw you. He's still rocking in this free world, man. Still rocking in this free world. That's actually Freedom's a great record, by the way. I'll just throw that out there. Keep on rocking in free world is one of those songs that I don't care. That whole record's sick, though. Yeah, that's on the album called Freedom, and it's dope. And I remember one time covering that with a band, and it was like the greatest. Covered it off and on forever. Maybe it was with you. I don't even know, but (laughs) it could have been because it's like, dude, we're gonna haul ass an E, and then there'll be a D and an A in there somewhere. Ready, go. And eight minutes later, everyone's happy. I did it in college (laughs) too. There's a band called man. What they they were called like ritual and it was like basically it was like plattsburgh state's version of pearl jam like okay. they covered pearl jam they were like the singer looked like eddie vetter but with blonde hair he sang just like him it was it was pearl jam and and that was like the only band that mattered in plattsburgh like okay. everyone would go see them and i remember one time i was doing an open mic and they were all like they were part of it too and i jumped on the drums and they're like we played uh symphony for the devil Ooh. And and I didn't play it right, but it didn't matter. We were all well, drunk. It's mostly congas and stuff. Right, I just hit the toms there. a lot, and then <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. And then we would keep on rocking in the free world. I remember just being like, "This is awesome." It's like in my head, I felt like I was playing with Pearl Jam because yeah. this was the biggest well, band. The, the Freedom in record was dope, and then if you remember, Pearl Jam did Animal live before the record dropped. It was cool. this it dates me again, but back then you couldn't get access to stuff. So I knew the MTV Music Awards was coming on, and I hooked up right. my cassette deck to the output yeah. of. I remember And I was that, ripping, yeah. the, and I got yep. Kravitz doing Go My Way Live, yep. and then I got Animal before the record even dropped, because they played Animal, I remember and that. then they did Rock in the Free World with Neil Young, That's right. and it was stupid cool, but a lot of people yeah. found Rockin' in the Free World as a result of that Pearl Jam performance, which is, uh, I say all that because if this Pearl Jam tribute slash band of that, the reason they were probably doing Free World is because... Yeah, 100%. Pearl Jam had done it on the MTV Music Awards. That I mean, year. dude, that's the reason Back why I found love. Back when the MTV Music Awards were cool. Oh God, dude, dude, we just sat. You talk about a sleep sat, fest. I'm sorry. We record all the award shows, especially the music based ones. Does anything one. cool happen anymore? No, no, not at all, <laughs> dude. It's a three hour uh, program. We finish it in maybe twenty minutes. It's not that I hate. I mean, do what you want to do, but when everything that you're shoveling is basically a backing track with a hot chick dancing or a backing track with a dude dancing around auto-tuned. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of... What I liked back then no, is you'd get hip-hop, you'd get rock, you'd get metal. You got it all. It's a dance it, show now. That, see, it's, a, it's, it's all it is is that they go up there and... and Do they, they at least let Dave Grohl come down and play? <laughs> no. I mean, come on. Dude, it was so... Weird. Like I'm watching this and like every 
singer is singing, but every once in a while they're busting a dance move. The mic's nowhere near their mouth, but yeah. they they still haven't changed the vocals. That's what I'm saying. Dude. It's like okay, well, and that's when when that's stop all insulting. you're shoveling. That's, right, it's like you're insulting you know. our intelligence. If you're gonna just act like as if you're not really singing along and you're just lip syncing, just get rid of the microphone. We don't need it. Yeah. There's no microphone <laughs> needed at this point. Oh, dude, just, yeah. Just do, then Rihanna performs like 17 times. I don't know what the hell favor MTV owed to well, her. So that's great, but that's that, that's a problem with all that. Is you're only addressing one genre and MTV used to be more diversified right. you had headbangers ball you had alternative nation there was you, no had rock. Yo, you had yo mtv there, raps there was no it rock. was a broad sp- well that's because they're like well got to play it safe got to make sure and keep that revenue coming well <sighs> what do they even consider rock now anyways cuz every time i see at this like point the i would have taken 5 seconds of summer that that teeny oh, bopper God. pop band cuz at least they're playing instruments <laughs> I would have taken that at this point. Dude, the Beyonce performance, which everyone was raving about, so I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, I want to have sex with her, but beyond that- There's a couple moments where she just is straight up not looking at the camera, and they're just right on her butt, and she is shaking it. Like, she only- That's exciting. That was awesome. (laughs) That's exciting. But- That's relevant to my I don't even know if she finished one song. Like, she just sang parts of her songs, and it's all- off stage, like medleys or something, or <laughs> yeah, but it was like off of this like concept album about being cheated on that lemonade album. Oh, yeah, man, there's like there's no hooks, there's no nut. I, I kind of sound like the old guy. I don't get it, but I didn't get it. Like You're I'm not just the like old guy. the industry's so afraid. That's why MTV became nothing but reality TV shows because they were like money ratings, money ratings, money ratings. I get that, and, and it's like, hey man, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to sound old fashioned, but I think content can win out over money, ratings, money, ratings, money, sure thing, sure thing, safe bet, safe bet. I really think right. you give people some content, they'll sink their team, people are going to, it's going to alienate folks, but everything it, good and original always does. It might take a minute. It might take a minute, but content. Mm-hmm. God, I mean, when MTV was started, it's like, let me get this straight. You're going to start a channel that just plays videos all the time? Who's going to watch that? And I'm sure this guy. that's what was going on. <laughs> Dude, but I'm sure of it. I'm sure they were yep. like, you people are nuts. You'll be out of business in a year. Who's going to watch that? Those kids are going to turn from 15 to 16 and turn this off. Mm-hmm. And it exploded. Well, even look you know? at, I mean, like any of the any of the television channels, you look at like Comedy Central, they were like a half and half station for a while. That's right. And then finally it takes off. You got to oh, take those chances. I remember when it was like, it was part cartoons and then at yeah. night yeah, it was dude. like Comedy Central. Well, even mm-hmm. The Simpsons, yeah. I mean, again, dating myself, but The Simpsons was a skit that happened at the end of the Tracy, Tracy Ullman, Ullman show. show. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet you someone went, are you sure you want to end every program with a cartoon? No, no, no. I'm telling you, man, this Matt Groening guy is on to something and I think it's really funny. I don't know, Tracy. The last five minutes of every episode you're gonna end with a stupid cartoon first and celebrity now look now look dude i mean first celebrity i ever booked for an interview tracy in studio Ullman? tracy ullman what was she Ooh. like the coolest yeah! woman really? in the world she's so rad like, she seems like she, she would be but you never know you know dude i she made me feel like she wanted to make love to me oh like, you that kind done of like, that i would have in a heartbeat <laughs> i was a single I, 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 it was just like that's like the type of person she is she it's makes Tracy feel, Ullman, man she had an amazing ability to make everyone in that room feel wanted by her and oh. like and like, a, and a, like like she cared yeah. she was very uh, engaged that's with any com- so cool. it ruined though me as a cuz at the time I was a producer so my first get is a also, like at the time, she's on top of the world. Yeah, she was touring. She was doing a book tour. Tracy Ullman was a huge. Mm-hmm. She was. A, she was a force of nature. Right. We're man. talking like almost twenty years ago. She was an A or B plus, but like a big name celebrity. Everyone knew who she was. It wasn't like now where people might be like, "Who is she?" But people our age know who Tracy Ullman yeah. is. So imagine that's twenty years ago. We'd be like, "F yeah, oh yeah." So so a. 
it takes me like maybe 15 minutes to book it, like from phone calls. So I'm like, right, booking celebrities this is time easy. Is easy. <laughs> she comes she in. She got lucky, man. <laughs> it all, yeah, after that, it was an uphill battle forever. Like it was impossible. I'm like, why was it so easy with Tracy Ullman, but it's so hard with everyone else? But at that time, Man, she was, to this day, I have pictures. I'll have to find it somewhere. I have That's r- really so bad cool. blonde hair. That's so cool. But you had blonde hair? Really bad bleach blonde That's hair. That's exciting. You m and m Right on, dude. Oh, bad. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. The real it's Steve Miggs, please stand up. Ooh. Please I'll, stand up. I'll look through See, my closet today. what happened today. to your hair. Like, I had the yep. mullet in the 90s. God smote you. That's yep. why you have no hair. <laughs> Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. There are times where I see people like that are not taking care of their hair, and it makes me angry. I'm like, you are- Are you mad at me, dude? No, your hair looks nice. Yeah, mm. your hair looks great. Yeah, I so. co- it's funny. I went to a meeting because my hair, I'd been just pulling it back and then sleeping on it and pulling it back, and it developed into what I would call like two basic dog ears. <laughs> I had two dog ears of Matt, and that's what my hair had become. And so then I combed it out, and then I had to go to this meeting with Tony, and he was like, dude, you cut your hair? And I'm like, no, because it was up almost to my ears. Uh-huh. So I had combed it out and then put a bunch of coconut oil in it and stuff. And <laughs> it was just spring little orphan Annie, and I had these little curly, and he's like, dude, it looks like you cut like a foot off your hair. I'm like, no, nah, man, I just combed it out. <laughs> <laughs> Today I read what had been one of the dumbest articles about Taylor Swift, and there's a lot. Beard oil. Swifties. And uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift... <laughs> Her recent pictures show her with curlier hair again. Uh-huh. So now, like the big talk is, is she going back to country music because she's got curly hair? And I'm like, what are you guys like? This is the well, dude. Fel- that that chick who played Felicity, like uh, Carrie Russell, lost Felicity. Like Felicity got canned after she cut her hair. Oh, that's right. Like, people lose their minds over that crap. People get all worked up about hair. Yeah. What, what am I gonna do when I finally decide to shave my head? Because it's gonna happen at some point. I'm gonna say hell with this, and it's gone. And then at that point, it'll never come back. You need to test it out by going with like the Brett Michaels bandana for a while. Yeah, and yeah. just see actually, what I, I wear say. a bandana all the time just to not wear a baseball hat. If that makes sense, and oh, people yeah. compliment the hell out of me on that look. But I'm known kind of for this wig. I am known for it. Your hair, and yeah, yeah for this it, hair, and it's a it. pain in the ass. And half the time, I'm like, man. Bob Ross didn't want to keep that perm, but he had to branding, bro. Yeah, was that a perm? It wasn't yeah. real. Oh, it, it, wasn't it was a real. happy little perm. Yeah, he he permed it to kind of keep it out of the way. So every six weeks, his head was stinking, and he had to do it because people <laughs> recognized him for that. Yeah, he oh. permed it because he didn't want to cut his hair. He wanted to save so money. So permit just so he could paint and not right. have his hair in his face. Well, and also just just for cost cutting. Like he was broke, so he's like, I'll just permit, and it just stayed that way. And then all of a sudden, he gets the job, and oh. that's what he gets known for. Apparently, by the perm. time before he died. He hated mm-hmm. having oh, a perm. Like, hated it bad. I'm sure, man. Oh, well, see? Hmm. Meanwhile, I'm like, I would love to have an afro. Dude, having an afro would be hilarious. <laughs> I would love to rock. If I was a black dude- I can dude, picture both of you guys. Right. You know, even pasty white dudes with huge froes. If I was a black dude, I, I 100% guarantee I would be rocking an afro. Would you put one of those, uh, the fist you picks in it? You better believe I would. I have one of those. Someone gave me one of those picks, and I love it. I would it. accessorize it my is, It is the, yeah. the, the fist, but mm-hmm. it's a hair pick. Yeah. And I got it at a party one time, and I'm like, I cherish this thing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Someone's like, Cannon, this is for you. I was like, yes! Somebody showed me a picture of uh, somebody groomed their dog, a similar dog to what I have, like a Maltishan. And they groomed it so it looked like it had just an afro. <laughs> That's amazing. And they cut everything else so it was short. Everything was short except for this giant circle around the dog's head. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, babe, check this out. She's like, we're not doing that. I'm like, just once. <laughs> just once. Right? You just have to take a picture once and then right. you have it forever. I just, I'll pay whatever it costs <laughs> to have our dog have a giant afro. So my wife wants desperately to shave 
uh, well, there's two cats, so I'm going to say my cat, which is Muppet, because she sheds like nobody's. It's just terrible. Like, I have to undress sometimes before I snuggle shave her. Shave a cat. Because you're sacrificing a t-shirt, and Tony wants to shave her so bad. I'm like, no. No. She's my baby. You're not shaving her. She's Don't like, shave we, the cat. we could just shave her sides and back, and please. And I'm like, no. And I, I we get, well, Muppet, I call it like a tumbleweed. I call it a Muppet weed. Because uh-huh. she shades, she sheds so much. As summer comes, you kick on a fan, and you'll see this. I mean, it's sizable. It's eight inches across. It's like a cat hair tumbleweed that'll blow out from under some piece yeah, of furniture. Yeah, it's a whole other cat. And I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding. That was under the couch, and Tawny's allergic to cats. Oh, geez. Yeah. This, oh well, this gosh. allergy, we had cats forever, and then she developed this allergy later in life. Oh, that's oh. So at some point, she's like, oh, God, my eyes are burning. Oh, God, I can't breathe. And then Realized. she went and got allergy tested, and they're like, yeah, you're allergic to everything. She's allergic to everything. What does she do now? Claritin? Basically, Claritin, and she kind of, she can love the cats, but she has to sort of keep her distance. That and sucks. McGee, the cat that loves her, doesn't shed much. She's a... Uh, Burma or Burmese? No, that's that's a a type of python, I think. Um, I forget the name of the cat, but it's uh, Bombay, I think, maybe. Yeah, Bombay. But all black, shorter hair, Mm -hmm. feels like velvet, doesn't really shed much. Luckily, that cat's gravitated to the wife, so the wife's really safe. Muppet is calico that, you know, her purpose in life is to disperse hair. Yeah. Yeah, you know. um, Yeah, anyway, she wants badly to shave the cat, and I just can't have it. Oh, man, that would suck. Honestly, like, the last few years is when I started getting a little bit of allergies. Oh, really? Because for the longest time, I remember I'm, like, driving, I'm feeling like my eyes are, like, wanting to pop out of my own skull, and I'm like, I feel like I'm ready to cry, and I'm like, what's going on here? And then finally, I was explaining it to someone. They're like, you're describing what it's like to have allergies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're telling me for like the first 30-something years of my life, I've never had one allergy. And now all of a sudden, every year, I'm dealing with not nearly as bad as what other people seem to deal with. Yeah. But like, I'll get the sniffles, and I'll feel like a fan is blowing on my eyes. Yep. Like, uh, at, yeah. at, at, like high speed. And I'm just like... Uh, I, I don't get, know how people deal with that. I get that in the spring. That. I get I that in the it. spring, but it's mild. Like Tony, uh, window panes guitarist Tony, and then my wife, Tawny. Both. I mean, Tawny gets up in the Tony, morning. Tawny, Tawny. I know you yeah. need one more just Matutis, so you can have Tony, 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 Tony. Tony, Tony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they get up in the Tawny. morning. Like, Tawny gets up and looks at the pollen count. You know? Oh, it's like that. Yeah. She's like, uh, and I'll be like, God, the house is an oven. she will be like, please don't open the windows. Because if I do, it's like... It's mm-hmm. like chemical warfare on, on my wife, you know, so I have yeah. to lay there and sweat just so she can breathe and Damn. feel bad for her, bro. Yeah, she's she's you know, like, it's one of those things, too, like, that sucks for her, but then I look at it and I'm like, so let me get this straight. You can never empty the vacuum cleaner bag, which means by default, now I must vacuum forever. You can never mow the lawn, which means by default, I must now mow the lawn forever. And there's this list of things yeah. that I'm like, man, you know, it's kind of good to be you because you don't have to do all this crap. Man, I wish you could get allergies. I had to, well, I guess it's done now, but I had to weed whack the uh, the lawn. I didn't mow it. I weed whacked You weed whacked the whole lawn? Uh, just the tall parts. That's ex- oh yeah 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 you, you just got anything the, that, that was time like, of year uh-huh. and it was literally anything that was like two feet or higher I was really no lazy I get it with man it. no it's in but that uh, stuff gets everywhere like the I had grass and yeah just, I was covered in it. if I had allergies like that so that's done. the answer we just have to lie and say that we're allergic I'm, I've got allergies. I'm allergic to cleaning toilets. when you were a little kid and they'd be like, here, try some tuna fish. You'd be like, I'm allergic to tuna fish. Anything you didn't want to eat, you were allergic to yeah. when you were little? Remember I was that? allergic to mustard, and I thought I was. In my head, I convinced myself. Would you rub it in your eyes or something? No. I mean, yeah, that I convinced you like the way it tasted. It will burn if you do that. <laughs> right, for like 10 years. He snorted it. I've got an allergy. <laughs> every time barbecues, you know, hot dog. Do you want mustard? No, I'm allergic to it. Oh, I'm allergic to it, huh? Finally, someone in my family was like, you're not allergic to it, man. You just don't like it. Well, 
Well, let me try it again. Yeah, so I'm in my head, I'm convinced that like I take a bite out of it and like my whole body's gonna swell up. If you hit a spicy, <laughs> yeah, but maybe as a kid you hit a spicy mustard, it kind of affected you funky. That's true. And it's like, it's the yellow mustard, man, true, man, the whole Just time. The yellow. And then I eventually yeah. tried it again. I go. This is delicious, and it's amazing on a hot dog. Yellow now mustard. I love mustard. It's a polarizing thing, though. You find with yellow mustard that people either like are totally at peace with it, or they truly or they don't it. dig it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's never one of those, eh, you know, like, okay. It's very polarizing. A lot mustard, of hot man. dog uh, condiments are like that. Sauerkraut, I hated for the longest time. Yeah. Now, I can put it on a hot dog or in a Reuben, and I'm solid. I yeah. love it. I'm it's still minimal. It's a select application. As a kid, I looked at it and went, so those are microscopic boiled tapeworms. I'm not eating that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you know, I'm the same way. Hot dogs and like a Reuben and yeah. Here's my question then for, what was I going to, you're an East Coaster. Yes. Did in Maryland, because I explained to people here and no one understands it. Did, have, did you have an option as a topping for your hot dog, onions and red sauce? Well, what's no? I don't know what red sauce. I don't know is. what the red sauce is. It's like, it's like a marinara type of a sauce, but like a really a thin, watery. Uh, that sounds like a New York thing. Man. Yeah, it was like onions were in. And I never liked onions on my hot dogs, but if it was in this sauce, this reddish, like it was a red sauce. I, mean, I don't. Chili dogs were extraordinarily common. I mean, mm. sheets. Yeah, that's yeah, but it's a chili. dog, you know. Yeah, I don't know how to ex- describe it other than it was like a very watered down like version of marinara, but it wasn't marinara sauce. Oh but, yeah, and it that's was just new. called. It was called onions and red sauce. Just red sauce, yeah. Yeah, so that was what you'd ask for that's at the hot be dog a, guy. like an upper northeast thing. Okay. You know, I would think. I think that's a regional thing. Yeah, I, it's like New York street cart dogs with onion sauce and grilled red pepper relish. Like, Oh, it's, so it's, it's a relish. Like, it looks like a tomato sauce sort of thing. Too, yeah. Yeah, red onion sauce. Actually, a red red pepper relish sounds delicious. Man. I don't know what it is. but <laughs> sounds it Sounds good. Dude, it was amazing. Yeah, it and it's sounds nowhere, good. Anywhere else I go, no one knows what the hell I'm talking I've about. I've never heard of that. If you would have said that I, before. Right. I, I I know a guy who runs a hot dog cart. I'm gonna have to run that by him and Ask see him. if he knows what it is. Because when we worked at when I worked at a, a, a fast like a little like stand in, on the boardwalk of Coney Island, we had like you know a grill, hot dogs, hamburgers, and then we had like this little thing, like a little tin that had that sauce in it that was just on the side of the grill to stay warm. And when people would ask, you just scoop it and pour it and. Yeah. Dump it on the hot dog like it's, sauerkraut. It's olive oil, garlic cloves, ketchup, cayenne, red pepper flakes, paprika, and vinegar. Wow. Uh, Sounds salt, delicious. And then it's also so, the onions. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. All of those are things are things I like. And I, I, <laughs> I used to think I was allergic to onions until I had that. Yeah. I basically, like you said, yeah. I was allergic to things I didn't like. Well, there was a, so you, you worked a hot dog cart in Coney Island It's like proper. I'm allergic to anal. To to this, what? Yeah. Hey. That's what I'm saying. I'm allergic to fisting. I've got a severe fisting. <laughs> As long as you take your wristwatch off, we can talk, but there might be some money involved. No, no rings either. <laughs> oh, that was my outer voice. Anyway, um, yeah, there's a place in Cumberland, in Cumberland, Maryland proper, that's been around forever and ever and ever called Coney Island Hot Dogs. Yeah. And the thing there is the Coney Island sweat. And what yeah. people don't know, the sweat dog is, because the guy makes the hot dogs, he'd line them up his arm, and the last couple he'd pinch in his armpit was kind of the joke. I've never seen anyone actually do that. Yeah. But that's how they got the term sweat dogs. So, but Coney Island Sweats was basically this delicious meat sauce that you get with onions on these street-style hot dogs. Wow. And it was super, super dope. Um, so when you said hot dog Coney Island, I'm like, oh, dude, I got to mention you know Coney Island and Cumberland, Maryland. It's It's been there forever like and you just go and be like yeah man i need three sweats and like a chocolate milk and that's coney Island. and then the other thing i love gut bomb right there and it's got to be a regional thing regional if you go anywhere and i think it spreads outside allegheny county proper but if you say death dogs 
everyone knows that that's a Sheets hot dog with the chili sauce on it. It's huh. called a, everyone calls them a death dog. It's like, oh, dude, get a couple death dogs and. Yeah. See, I know the Seattle dog, which is the the, the cream cheese. The, the cream cheese. Oh, that's Medmix. The Medmix dogs. Isn't that the Medmix guys that do that? They have the carts. I know everyone does it now. Yeah. Like if you just ask for a Seattle dog, they'll it just do used it for to, you now. See, back the first in the time day, I ever had one of those, I was so opposed to it. I thought I'd be allergic to it. Oh, it's killer! <laughs> first it's time good. I ever had it, it blew my mind. The caramelized onions and the uh, cream cheese, mm-hmm. man. But that was always the cart in front of Showbox Market, yep. and then the cart that used to be. Down in front of the central. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there or not anymore. I don't know how the square does these days, but um, that's where. And it was the Mediterranean mix. The Med Mix place owned the cart, oh, so it was Med okay. Mix. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they owned that cart. It was Med Mix. Oh, did you want Med Mix? Hell yeah! And you'd get the giant dog with the the, the bun and the the whole deal. Oh yeah, yeah. like a foot long, and yeah. then just sm- I didn't know it graduated to Seattle dog. Yeah, it's but just it, called it the Seattle sense. dog now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the cream tre- the cream cheese with the caramelized onions is off the chain. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it yeah. is, especially uh-huh. at two in the morning when you know, mm-hmm. or at uh eleven yeah. twenty eight when you're hungry, <laughs> right? I know. Anytime someone's been bringing up food today, I've just so been hungry. like any anything. Have people you guys have been eaten yet about. today? I, I had like a bite of a thing that my wife made that I'm not really too fond of. I had a pot of coffee. And that's I had it. a hard boiled. I had a couple hard boiled eggs and some cheese. Nice. Well, clearly all of us are malnourished. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should we just end this and go somewhere to eat? We do have Matt Stryker at an interview to play. (laughs) We can just play that and get the F out of here and go eat some lunch. All right. Well, you know, before we do that, we talk about spicy stuff. And I, I, I came across this story and I just thought it was really funny. Uh, two dozen, two dozen students at a middle school in Indiana were sickened because one of the students came in with, I don't know if you've heard of these and I know you're like hot. They're called Carolina Reapers. They're the world's oh, hottest peppers. Yeah. These are the pepper flakes that I had. This kid brought those things to school and passed them out? And they're saying that they think that the students all in consu- they all consumed it on a dare, but I guess as soon as they ate it, it just became an ass show. Like yeah, completely. Literally. Teachers noticed, I guess something was wrong when one student touched his That's eyes. That's incredible. Oh. <laughs> and he started, quote, flailing around. Yeah. Could you imagine being a teacher? Yeah, like a, always good to have a nice flail. How old are these kids? They're all uh, middle school. Nice. They've never experienced something like that hot. before. They yeah. don't know what to do. Yeah. That's right. just a child who has no idea what to do when their eyeballs That's are hot. on fire. Yeah. Just How many kids? A, uh, two dozen. Oh, I thought you said 200 at first. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> Two dozen is not as much fun. That's only 24. <laughs> only 24. That's yeah. still a whole I was hoping them, 200 man. kids. I imagine them all screaming and Animal urinating. And yeah, I mean, I'm, that's my kind of... <laughs> I just want some popcorn and a soda and a lawn chair. I want to watch this unfold. Here's the principal, the, the, the principal of the school talking about what happened. Nice. Well, the principal says the students likely did it on a dare. One student brought what's known as a Carolina Reaper cool. to school. This is supposed to be hundreds of times hotter than... Than a jalapeno, just to give you an idea. We're told 20 to 30 <laughs> students then on that dare ingested that pepper and pretty immediately regretted it. Their bodies didn't react well. Emergency crews were actually called into the school today to treat the burning sensation that they felt in their mouths, on their skin, and Don't in some cases kids. in their eyes. That's awesome. I mean, they touched their face. Their face was breaking out. And we had them drink a lot of milk to try to coat the stomach. So just to make sure that they were okay. Now, the principal you just heard from says she hasn't decided on specific discipline for those responsible for bringing uh, this pepper to school. They said that decision will likely be made sometime tomorrow. (laughs) 
the oh best. Oh my god! Just to put it, the Carolina Reaper is made by crossbreeding ghost peppers and red habaneros. Habaneros are no joke. Mm-mm. They can reach 1.57 million units on the Scoville scale. The hottest of jalapenos max out at about 10,000 units. That's how hot this yeah, is. That's awesome. These uh, these are the the pepper flakes that I tried. Oh yeah, for the video um, that I did. Um, and, but the thing is, with pepper flakes, they're completely different from the peppers. Pepper flakes, you just eat them and they're they're gone. Right. Like with the peppers, you've got to deal with the seeds, the, the juice, oil. the yeah. oil, like all of the stuff it's on of your the hands. pepper. It's in your hands. It's yeah. everywhere. Ah, just. I don't. I shouldn't I be amused by it. children suffering. I just. I, that's, how they, right? that's how they the learn. Visual. That's, that's my kind learn, of party, man. man. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> oh, and EMTs had to be called. That was like that's well, chaos. Look, that's thing. You can be like, dude, look, this was completely innocent. I heard they were kind of hot, like a jalapeno. We were going to have a giggle. You can't suspend me for that, right? Well, and here's my question: If it was done on a dare, and they all accepted the dare. Who do you discipline? Who's, who's the idiot? Well, who's the idiot? That t- did they all go, Jimmy brought him as they were flailing? Or? Probably. <laughs> Probably. They're going to yeah. sell out the one kid who brought him. And Bummer. He, uh, but, I mean, like you but said- until like, you try it, you don't know how hot those are until totally. you try it. Because, man, I could burn. I wouldn't sell out my bro. Especially if I was like, all right, man, I'll do it. And you got to own that. you got to step up and own that. stupid things. Yeah. Like, we do stupid things. We put Icy Hot on our nuts. I mean- We have. There's plenty of stupid things I masturbated once with Ben Gay as a young man. Oh, my god, That is not fun. It, was awesome really? until really? Oh, oh yeah, but then I arrived because it was it just kept getting hotter and hotter and it felt great, so I kept adding it. Ah, oh. and I was like, man, wow, oh. why didn't I think of this before? Oh. Well, then I arrived, and then after I arrived, it continued to get hotter. And then you realize and it hotter, doesn't stop and hotter. And then I was trying to rinse it off in the sink, and it's no, oil no, based, no, and that just, no. dude. I mean, I'm amazed I didn't lose consciousness. Fire crotch. It was so bad. Dude, we, I mean, we, I don't know how else to explain it. And I like to tell a good story. I don't know how else to explain it other than that it was. I was on the bathroom floor, tears running down my cheeks, doing the weird breathing. Lamaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was terrible, man. We did it on the podcast, the the, the icy hot on the testes. Oh, it was some kind of a dare? Yeah, we yeah. did that team bonding. How'd it work out? It did not work out well. I was no. punching <laughs> punching the lockers. We bonded over how much our nuts burnt. Like at one point we actually paused. How much did you use? Did the other guy have to dictate how much? It was you like put a deodorant stick. Oh, so you just, so we just kept it on. We kept applying it until and I think Rev and I were the idiots that we just kept applying until we started feeling it. Yeah. Not realizing that, you know, it takes a couple seconds. Well, yeah. and, and, so and, we're just still applying it until it finally kicks in, oh, which means... Oh, dude, you put it on. We put a lot on. Yeah. Oh, bro. And then mm. we're just all in the bathroom, just like taking turns, just trying to like air out our junk. <laughs> yeah, it got to the point where we had a pause How was tape. work today? I don't want to talk about it. Dude, no, we, no. We, we paused tape on recording the podcast or paused mm-hmm. digital. To go. Ran to the bathroom. Now we're three grown men. In the bathroom, I mean, people were walking in and we're just- and you're in the sink and- Yeah, I mean, I'm like trying to grab water and put it on my testes while not exposing my testes for to other anyone. coworkers yeah. to see. What idea was this? Who, who was it? Might have been mine. It, I think it was Steve's because we got some of- we, we Basically, we got these deodorant sticks of the Icy Hot or whatever it was, it, like in a in a gift bag or some sort of yeah, thing. These like are being used on thing. your back end or shoulders. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Right. We're like, well, wouldn't it be funny? And then we're like- Wanna? Yeah. And it's it, it's it, exactly, it's one of those- <laughs> You know, your buddy looks at you in the eye and it's like, you want to do this? And then you're like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Be warned. There are times where we do whip up random oh, okay. I would, stuff. Had I been in on it, I'd have been like, all right, man. Right. You know, exactly. At been, that point, okay, you had a solidarity dude, at you know. that point. We did one where we had easy cheese and we just kept patching it around and just everyone had to fill it up as far as uh, fill up their entire mouth with easy cheese until we were done. I didn't realize that when you get to the very end, it kind of like pops. It almost expl- <laughs> so it popped right in my mouth. Cheese everywhere. Cheese everywhere. Wham! We did. A, what was the other one where we all took pictures of our own dongs? Well, what's important though is when <laughs> Hair Club comes in and says, "Okay, who brought the icy hot?" No one says. That's what I'm talking about right. with this kid. Right. Okay. Who's who? I don't know. Yeah. Well, why are not? I don't know. I don't know how. I, I don't stupid. even know how it got on my testicles. I'm right. not even sure how that happened. I, I think I must have accidentally used the deodorant. Yeah. I thought it was deodorant. Well, why does Steve hot. look so guilty? That's not guilt. That's pain. He's also hurting. He apparently did the <laughs> yeah. same stupid. Yeah. It's a weird coincidence that Kids we all did don't this. know solidarity. That's not and they cool. don't know if nobody says anything, nobody gets in trouble because they correct. can't pin it on somebody. That's, That's right. why when I finally do have a kid, they're going to listen to that classic song, Snitches Get Stitches. <laughs> One of the finest hip-hop songs of all time. Truth. That's yeah. right. That's just what I do. That's right. Nobody nobody wants a no, no rat. Oh, man. You know, I think uh, let's get to some voicemails, some emails, and some text messages. My dog broke down just a yesterday. Because it was shaved. <laughs> and my truck done left me too. Oh, boy. And my wife broke her leg, so I had to put her down. When I listen to the mix cast, those messages, well, it turns out it's a whole ride. Inspirational as always. <laughs> I, I, man, I don't know. Like sometimes you wonder Uh-oh. when you get a text message. Like it feels like as if like someone on the other end is listening to the podcast, even though that's what the it's text message physically say? impossible to listen to. Dude, a pod- dude, how are your balls? Is that the no. message you just got? got so we were just talking about how we haven't <laughs> eaten, and you guys said, "Did you eat?" And I go, "Yeah, I took a couple bites, of it, but I wasn't really digging what my wife gave me for lunch." Like legit, like one minute after I said that, I get a text, and my wife writes, "Those wraps are so yummy." Reply, sure are, babe. Love you. Thanks. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. yeah. So good. My man. Don't look at our bank statement because mm-hmm. I might go buy Subway. <laughs> it's not bad. I bought it for Glenn. He had me. At least this time it wasn't the Beats. Oh, that was bad. Beats? Not real into Beats. Well, no. my wife made a Beat salad, but. What's a Beat salad? A salad made of Beats. It has other <laughs> stuff in it, but. She was worried. She was, she was pre- prepping for the, uh-huh. enti- for the entire <laughs> week's worth of lunches. Well, she didn't realize that she just she hadn't yet done anything with the beets. She just put them in like a container that she usually uses for me for lunch. So she didn't look, and she just put that container in my lunch bag. So you got sent to work with beets. So I got sent to work with about five full-size beets cut up, right? Did you eat them? Yeah, I ate them all. Because his loving wife made them for him. He peed purple for like a week after that? It looked like I was internally bleeding every time I had to go (laughs) number two. So I eat the whole thing, and I'm like, God, that was a really weird lunch. Is she, she me. mad at me? Like, why did she just give me like? Is it? <laughs> if you just been sent to work with a bin full of dog poo, would you be like, ah, "Well, I, I love would've. her. I'm gonna have to gnaw on knees." Well, I mean, she's, <laughs> she's, she's so sweet to make me lunch. I should at least eat it. So I'm powering five through beats. this five beats. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, are they caramelized, or is there something I'm no. missing? No. <clears throat> I'm allergic to beets, apparently. Yeah, and I am too. So I crush them all, and then I get a text from her. She's like, "Babe, I'm so sorry." The 
did, did you eat all those beets? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, why'd you eat all those beets, man? They were I thought you sent them, hon. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're, I love you for being so sweet that you were willing to eat whatever I give you, but that wasn't lunch. <laughs> that was meant to be lunch for the entire week. It worked into a salad with other things. You know, in truth, I, I, as an adult, I have not eaten a beet. As a young person, I looked at beets and went, uh, no. Beets are fine. And as an adult, I've not had a beet. Hated beets at first because the first time I ever had a beet, I thought it was a cranberry. Oh, or, you know, like the cranberry surprise. sauce. Surprise. Yeah. Because they look the same. <laughs> yeah. Like from surprise. Right. And so I'm like, oh, cranberry. I love them. How about lima beans? Have you guys had lima beans in this? Love as lima adult? beans. We just talked about really? them. I haven't had them recently. But they're like the weird crunchy bean. I don't know. Mom used to make lima beans, and I can remember sitting in the dark over a cold plate at the dinner table because you leave me out there in the dark. Like, you will eat those lima beans. I'm like, I will sit here until I expire, <laughs> woman. Don't try me. Clash of wills. It's like a game of chicken. Oh, dude, she'd turn <laughs> off the kitchen light, and I'd sit there in the dark with those lima beans. Like, I don't care. No, nope, not going to do it. Would, it would even be like, just eat one. Of course, by that time, they're so cold that they're just beyond gross. But yeah. it was at that point in my life that, I mean, I was a young person, but. I realized that at some point, mankind, the human race, had tried everything that wouldn't kill you if you ate it. <laughs> and so at some point, someone was like, well, you, you, you want to try that? You know, and then it became foods that are edible that won't kill you. For example, the lima bean. You know, you don't want to eat it, but it won't kill you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking you need to draw a line somewhere like dude, desirable foods and foods that you eat because otherwise you're going to die and the only thing you have available is lima beans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was around the same time in my life that I came up with the whole theory that like anything that doesn't, anything that has wings and doesn't have sense enough to fly away is food. Yeah. And anything <laughs> that doesn't have sense enough to lay down when it's tired is food. Now you could think about that. Cows, tired, too dumb to lay down, food. Chickens have wings. <laughs> they don't wings. lay down when it's raining. Do they? Yeah. They lay down when it rains? What is it? Turkeys that look up at the rain and drown? I've always heard that. I've heard that. Oh, did you not know about that? What turkeys will drown? They from feel the, rain? the raindrops hitting their head, and they look up to see what it is with their mouths open, no. and they drown. I've heard that, man. Gosh, you're stupid. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's food. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's got a wings. Food. Chickens don't fly away. They're not in a box. They're just fenced in, and they got wings. Leave. You don't find food. I mean, that's just how it is, man. <laughs> good, too. That's awesome. That's just how it is. Anyway, sorry, but uh, lima beans. So well, you're saying you vouch for lima beans? I like lima beans. I like all types of beans. I, I do beans. too. Like I love refried, and I love, but I'm lima bean. It yeah. crosses some kind of a it's line. It's not my all-time favorite, but I, I I don't eat it enough. So when I do, I'm like, oh, lima beans. Maybe I have an abuse scenario tied to it. It was sitting there with that plate. That, <laughs> well, yeah, you just you said it. you're sitting there with the plate. You do the Mexican standoff on lima programmed. beans. It's going to stop you from right. Eating you're going to forever hate lima beans for that reason, and that's okay. Is it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to hate what you want to hate. I'm off the hook. Hey, speaking of chickens, we did get a text. <laughs> speaking of chickens, we got a text. Migs, I know you love EDM. That's electronic dance music for all of you that don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see a group of friends making dance music by squeezing four rubber chickens? It's right up your alley. Nice. This is... Rev, have you heard this? Yes. Okay, because you look really excited. <laughs> yeah, I was, it's like... I. I listened to this entire thing in my uh, in my home office with my wife sitting next to me, asking me, begging me to turn it off. And I was like, nope, nope, we're going to finish this Fantastic. little thing. Fantastic. See it through. All right, let's hear it. It's so dumb. 
It's so dumb, but I love it. I have to side with your wife on this one, Rav. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> it's amazing. See it through. Always see it through. And I'm, I'm shame on you, Texter, for thinking that that would be right up my alley. That was terrible. <laughs> it is, but you that's ate what five the fun beats, is. bro. Why would he assume that you wouldn't dig that? <laughs> Uh, one person says he wants some advice. This is an email. Uh, and that you can email us at themigscast at gmail.com. A couple things I want to tell you guys. To start, I've been listening to the Migscast for about three years now and enjoyed every time up until I started falling behind due to no free time. I get that. Uh, I spent a lot of time catching up about a month ago. Hit the part where it became a podcast of two people. Glad to hear you guys continued, and I hope Nick and Toppy are doing well. After Glenn joined, I felt as though a new life has been brought to the cast. And I like to think his arrival is a physical form of the phrase, F-boys. You're doing an excellent job. That's a hockey phrase. I oh, okay. Toppy. I was I mean, like... Glenn just looked at me like, why would I be associated with effing boys? <laughs> well, I thought it was more of a, a statue of, like, like hatred towards boys. No, it's more like, let's go, boys. The f- boys. Yeah, okay, we got to bleep that. I see it's... Oh. <laughs> It's a podcast. Sorry, Rev. You have to do post now. It's okay. I'm just trying to do the math on how that's logical as any type of a positive. It's a hockey thing. It doesn't have to be logical. I don't know. Grown men with sticks skating and beating each other. You've got a point. Guys on the bench going, F boys, let's go. Let's try harder. Okay. Okay, The rest of the sentence makes it. Like earlier, if we just yelled, fisting, that doesn't sound... Right. There's context. Let's t- take off the wristwatch and tell me you love me. That fills in all the... <laughs> so it's not a bad thing. F-boys is a good... That sounds weird saying F-boys is a good thing. It does, thing. actually. I don't want that taken out of context. This is just a whole... Let's forget about that part. He says, you're doing an excellent job and keep up the cast. <laughs> that helps me get uh, the long overnight shifts where I'm stuck by myself for four to six hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else is he saying? Um, uh, okay, he so says, seeing how you guys are all used to talking and improvising jokes on a regular ba- basis, okay. how can I up my improv and commentary level? Love the cast and keep doing what you guys do best, and that's from Dan. Uh, um, I'd say improv classes. Like, I did uh, an eight-week course. Because he wants to do a YouTube channel, so yeah. that's, I think, why he wants oh. to kind of improve. I w- I would definitely say that. Like, it helps you interact with people. Don't look at doing something solo. See if you can get someone that can yeah. riff off of, like a buddy that you're cool with, that you guys have always had a good rapport. 100%. Yeah, it's one of those things where if, if you're just doing it, like, solo, it, it's not that it can be boring, but you don't have anybody to kind of help you get your ideas out there and kind of flesh out those things. And my biggest word of advice, I, I've always said, and we learned it from an improv group, the Second City Improv from Chicago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys that have spawned off some pretty amazing talent. And they taught us at a radio conference once, and it really resonated, and it always stick with me, is that and I'm guilty of it a lot still. I mean, I think we all are, but don't just listen to hear someone finishing what they're saying only for you to then to be able to say what you've been waiting to say. Just respond to what they just said. Be quick. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. instead of worrying about, like, and there's a lot of times on the radio show, on the podcast, where I'm like, oh, I got a funny thing to share, but one of you guys or BJ or whoever I'm in the room with will say something, and I got to stay on board with that because you got to follow whatever someone is saying and, and not just be like, well, if you just go back to your point, you just dismissed everything that they're That's saying right. and you missed out on- You, you want to react. You right. want to react to what- so you're constantly engaged. It's, it's like you're, that you're music, riffing. I think, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes you got to just kind of- you might have the perfect chorus, you think, in your head, musically, but then all of a sudden, the drummer or the bassist does something really cool. You're like, whoa, that's- yeah. I got to go with that. You, rea- you react. You yeah. react. And that's it's one of those interesting things, like especially at, like I'll be having conversations with my wife and she'll say something that excites and engages me and I respond to it. And then she'll say- 
don't cut me off. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't trying to cut you off. I'm just responding to, right. you know, and it's one of those things where I've had to work on that dynamic. But yeah, it's truly, man, be, be don't, yeah, be engaged and respond and react. And don't be afraid to just let that great thought go. Yeah, because it's not Chris. about you're going to have another one in 30 seconds. Exactly. Don't don't you sell will. yourself short. Dude. You're not only going to have one good thought for the rest of your well, day. And honestly, like, man, like um, <laughs> phrasing, the power of phrasing, like uh, as a guitar player, phrasing is super, super important. It's how you tell a story. It's not about the notes and the scale and the trick you learned. Phrasing. It's all about phrasing. Listen to David Gilmore. Listen to Mark Knopfler. Slash. Phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. Okay. That's true of speech, too, and then of comedy. And as a musician, this will sound crazy to you, but as a musician, I've studied, carefully studied, guys like Carlin. Uh, Actually, Carlin's one of my favorites. But if you listen to how that guy talks and his delivery and his phrasing is Mm -hmm. what makes what he's saying funny his delivery it's all about phrasing and timing and there's guy bill hicks yep um mm-hmm. good god mitch uh, hedberg. Dennis Le- mitch hedberg and he's deadpan but man it's all about the phrasing Mitch's and delivery would not be funny <gasps> if anyone else delivered no that. no i mean well you can relay it secondhand and it's hilarious because it's genius but mitch's delivery right but honestly study comics and honestly i mean i don't want to go on that guy because even man even vintage robin williams is pretty brilliant but um and there's a lot of great comics out there i'm not trying to shortchange or skip over anyone but to me man just go back to the 70s the early 70s and just start listening to george carlin man listen to the way he talks listens to the things he says and then arm yourself with that those patterns those those rhythms those phrasings um so that you can focus on delivery and then be quick be engaged by what someone's saying and be always ready to fire something off and sometimes it's going to hit sometimes it's going to miss but man you've got as a guitar player you study guitar players you study your heroes and they become your influences and if you're talking about doing a podcast or youtube or whatever um go study the people that are brilliant at talking and who are those people those are comedians here's a guy with a mic in front of how many people right and he has to entertain someone for however long that would be my advice just just in general as a person um Go study those cats, man. If you want to be in in a public light at all, learn to communicate. Because these guys are brilliant communicators. I'm going to find this. Uh, this this a guy put this up on. Um, uh, it's a radio guy, but he found it in a comedy club, and I thought it was like one of the coolest things ever. And it's uh, Bill Hicks, apparently. Hicks, man. Which oh, is, I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't, you you need to go back and find that guy's comedy because he is a genius mm-hmm. comedian. Uh, and uh, this comic found a list of rules at a comedy club that Bill Hicks wrote um, <laughs> about being a good comic. Yeah. But I think, th- and it's called Principles of Comedy from Bill Hicks. And uh, it's in a green room where he used to perform or, or must have known somebody. So they took what he wrote and then put it up on the wall yeah. in the green room for all the comics to see because there's a lot of new people. And it's probably a great way for some people to learn. Uh, so I'll kind of go through some of these. And this is um, number one. If you can be yourself on stage, nobody else can be you. And you have the law of supply and demand covered. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the act is something you fall back on if you can't think of anything else to say. That's, yeah. And I live by that. Yeah. Like, I mean, as you see, I come in oh, with yeah. a stack of crap. And more often than not, I don't use it. We do that on BJ and Migs. Mm-hmm. We have a stack of... Almost huge. Stack. I mean, it's it's a small novel worth of stories that we come across, and you know whatever you may think, it's all subjective, obviously. Just so in some case of, you can't innovate right then and there. So yeah. if we're not feeling something, there is a safety net right in front of us, and I, I I couldn't agree more with that. Only do what you think is funny, never just what you think they will like, even though it's not funny to you. Yeah, it's just about being authentic. Sure. Never ask them if it's funny. You tell them that it's funny, and that goes back to your <laughs> and, and Hicks often did. 
But that goes to approach. Angrily, yeah. If you if you attack the joke in the way that's your voice, Dude. I mean, I think sometimes phrasing even with, and delivery is everything. There are it times on everything. the air where I'm like, that wasn't. I didn't think it was all that funny, but I think because of how I delivered it, it came off funny because it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's just Steve being a moron. Which happens a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You are not married to any of this crap. If something happens, taking you off a tangent, never go back and finish a bit. Just move on. Uh, That's what... uh, Improv right there. Yeah. It's what you just said about... Yeah. Exactly. Like holding your thoughts and... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just react. React and react. React. And there are times where, I mean, obviously earlier, you go back and hear, I had to get that clip of me sounding like a young kid. I mean, and and that goes against the rule, but sometimes, you know, you break rules. No, but the whole time that we had circled, and I can't even remember how we circled... I probably started it and should apologize now. No, no, no. But the whole time I was sitting there like, man, Steve's got that clip of him as a kid. Don't forget because you actually want to hear that. You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, never ask the eye. This is interesting because I see a lot of comics doing this. And I and hell, I do this during stage announcements sometimes. So maybe I got to rethink How are y'all it. doing? Never ask the audience, how are you doing? People who do this can't think of an opening line. They came to see you tell them how they're doing. Asking that stupid question up front <laughs> just digs a hole. This is the most common mistake made by performers. I want to leave as soon as they say that. You know it's true? I never say that on stage. The one that I've got, and I stole it straight from Robert Plant just because the song remains the same, was my Bible for a long time. I love to say, good evening. Because mm-hmm. Plant says that's one of the first things spoken on Song of the Same. He says, good evening, and the whole room just explodes. I like that. And I, I, I'm i the king of good evening, and it's a straight Robert Plant rip. Um, you know, and between, in between last time we came and this game, we managed to get an album out. Called the song of mine. So I've got that whole thing. I can sing you the guitar solos, man. I've got the whole thing memorized. Anyway. Uh, number seven on him. Write what entertains you. If you can't be funny, be interesting. You haven't lost the crowd. Have something to say and then do it in a funny way. So that's... It's hard, I would imagine, as a comic. If you're not getting the laughs, well, I've but you're still of, interesting, then you, I mean, it's like... Dude, Derek, a buddy of mine, Derek Sheen, has actually created quite a successful career for himself as a comic, and he and I go way back, and he's one of many people that has told me forever, dude, you should do stand-up. Dude, you should do stand-up. Dude. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no way. Because when I say or do funny shit and make people laugh, nope. it, oh, that's twice yeah, that's today. That's two, man. That's, that's a week off. That's a week, that's week, week off. off. See? Clearly, you didn't wash your mouth with soap before starting right. this podcast. Sorry, it's, man. It's understandable. I just want to make Rev work, man. But an, a, anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, what was I saying? Oh. Talk about just doing stand up. It's always um, completely off the cuff and random. Right. And it's me reacting to situations. That's and so get on stage. Here's a mic. Get on stage 20 minutes and be funny. Oh, good terrifying. Lord. Terrifying. Oh, good Lord. How? And then I'm like, okay, well, I could prepare material that I think is really funny, but then what if it bombs? And then I. Then what do and I that's do? literally why I've never done stand up because I think it would be a riot to do it. And I've had what? so many friends tell me, you need to be doing this. And I'm like, the thing is, get on stage and, hey, be funny. Oh, huh. Right. Yeah, that's not how that works. I mean, no, I always tell people, I, they're I, like, hey, why don't you do stand up? And I'm like, I'm more of a reactionary guy. Exactly. Like, put me on stage with a stand-up comic, and I'm all I'm all for that because oh, I'll react to this have crap that he yeah. says and and say mm-hmm. stupid things that he can make fun of me for. I'm at my best when I'm in a reactionary mode, but I give a lot of I have a lot of respect for stand-up Huge comics. Huge respect. There, it's yeah, yeah. I like this one. I close my eyes and walk out there, and that's where I start. Honest. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of times on the radio I close my eyes. I do it a lot also because I don't want to like talk over people. Because uh, that's a hard thing in the world of radio. I think we're all guilty of it. It's just you got to always remember that someone who's listening is not in the room, can't see the visual cues, can't see. That's right. You yeah. know, if we're both talking at the same time here, or all three of us are talking, we can still track for some reason. Yeah. But when your eyes are closed, you can't. 
and then it's like, oh, okay, this is That's what a listener is dealing that, with. That makes sense that you would do that. One of my um, favorite stories about fish. So you, you take yourself out of the equation and become a listener. I try to. That's actually really times. sharp, man. Many times. And I, I tell this as advice to new people in radio. I'm like, at, every once in a while, at, during the show, I will either close my eyes or look down and not look at anyone. And it probably feels weird maybe for BJ, because I rarely make eye contact with him. But I'm trying to think like a listener. Like That's really sharp. How, yeah, how that, are that's they, really neat, man. How are they tracking? If I can't track in the room, yeah. then they can't track at all. So that's, that's my goal. But the, the band Fish. I've talked about this before on the podcast. One of the coolest things, I remember them doing an interview for many, I don't know if many years, but definitely many months when they first started as a band. And they're, I mean, arguably one of the greatest jam bands mm-hmm. out there. Right now they are. I mean, maybe it was them and the dead, but obviously dead's dead. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> but they became that good as a jam band because they would go in a practice space blindfolded and just jam. Yeah. And they learned how listen. to listen. Well, right. it's the thing I, I bring that up sometimes. Is music is a listening art. It's a listening. So don't if if you're just Any obsessed about if you're obsessed about your guitar part, you're not always listen to what's best for the band. Stop worrying about what's best for your guitar part and what's best for you, because um, then you're not writing music for a listener. You're writing music for yourself, which you need to learn to do both. Sure. But music's a listening art form. And radio, obviously, is a listening art form. Yeah, any so, audio entertainment, you yeah. got to think about that. It's just neat, it's like serving neat to the moment. That you do the same thing that I do, where it's like, man, I try and step back and not even think about what I'm doing, but just listen to what the band's doing so I can figure out how best to be a part of that puzzle. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I just think that's really astute, man. I didn't... That's, that's cool. Number nine, listen... <laughs> Listen to what you are saying and ask yourself, why am I saying it and is it necessary? This will filter all of your material and cut out the unnecessary words, economy of words, which I've always, I I tell a lot of people that, like, you have to edit yourself on the fly. And Glenn never spoke on the podcast again. <laughs> it's tough. No, I, I, hey, dude, I think we all battle that. Like, there are times where I'm like, man, am I going on too long? But it's like, sometimes you got to go on long to get the story out. Sure. So, but, you know, obviously... <laughs> The little minutia stuff. <laughs> and I think that's important for a stand-up comic. You don't need to go into detail about like the burger that you ate. Like If the joke's about something that happened at the burger place, you don't, no one cares about the it's burger. It's like uh, reading Poe, and you can tell when he was hammered. So I'm, uh, I've read all of his stuff, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Some of it's brilliant. Some of it's like, oh, he was high. Because it's nine pages yeah. uh, about the color of a door. Like yeah. Nine pages. It's like, oh man, he was wasted when he wrote this. Yeah, we don't need to be that descriptive. <laughs> uh, number ten, played it at the top of the intelligence of the room. There aren't any bad crowds, just wrong choices. I, yeah. I mean, Bill Hicks is definitely a. Is that why comic. I always screamed? You guys are idiots during American tours. You guys have listened to a lot of Hicks, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in Europe, and it sounds cool. He's here in the states, and he'll literally moo at his audience, man. <laughs> oh, he goes. Remember, this is the hardest thing there is to do. If you could do this, you could do anything. And then number twelve, I love my cracker roots. Get to know your family. Be friends with them. <laughs> Some cool words of wisdom, yeah, though. No it's funny doubt. that that guy asked it. I wasn't planning on. I had to go search it on my phone, but well, I cool. saw that this morning. That's cool you knew that existed, actually. Yeah. Uh, up until this morning, I didn't. Yeah. It was just something that another radio guy shared with some other radio people. I'm like, gosh, that is... Uh, Yet again, Bill Hicks, who's not been with us for many, many, many years, yeah, is still is still delivering. He the used goods. to riff about. Well, there was a whole thing where he'd quit smoking, and then he started smoking again. He was like, "Ah, I started smoking again." The crowd would cheer, and then he'd be like, "Oh yeah, let's kill Bill." And he had a whole thing about it. And he died of cancer. Yeah, so I'm saying, man, Hicks was a prophet. You listen to it; a lot of it's politically motivated, and mm-hmm. but the guy, I don't know. I'm Have you heard some of like the stuff that the, the, the stuff that's been coming out from Carlin from that that a special that he recorded that never got released because it was. 
he was talking about natural disasters and how he wishes that a natural disaster would kill us all or something along those lines. And then it, it, it was like moments before 9-11 happened. Oh, wow. Granted, not a natural disaster, but still a disaster that killed a lot of people, so they shelved it. Well, Carlin was a sharp... It's funny, as he got older... You know, he was still Carlin, but a lot more political commentary happened. He wasn't as funny. He wasn't as funny. But still but interesting. Seven times more engaging. That guy was yeah. brilliant. And because he was a comic, he could just call it like it was. And you listen to his commentary on big business, on America, on our freedoms, on our rights. Dude, he nails it. And some of those opinions aren't popular, but honestly, the people that are Carlin fans are sitting there going, God, that guy's just speaking the truth. Although I got to um, see him once. Perform live oh, you're at kidding. the Royal Hall. Oh, it was not good. Oh, and really? It wasn't, it wasn't good. Did he just get up there and rant? No, he went up there and just read. He was practicing for an HBO special. I think his last special that he did for HBO. Oh, and so he was just going through the motions, really, and reading mm. off of a notebook. Oh, that's a bummer. So I mean, it was like the jokes were like when I watched the special. I'm like, gosh, I wish he would have performed it killed, it like yeah. that because it was like he was confident. See, I've only seen the specials or heard the recorded stuff. I mean, I've heard his like albums from clear back into the It kind of pissed me off because oh, it was like bummer. it was like, "Hey dude, that's cool you want to practice in front of all of us, but I dropped 50 bucks to see this. I didn't pra- uh, I didn't yeah. pay 50 bucks to see you. I mean, if this was a I'd free show, I'd have been show, bummed too because I'm a big George Carlin fan right, and right. I'd, I'd have been bummed. Man. Yeah, cuz like you pay, you expect the show. Yeah. And I understand that he's working out his material, but it's like mother effer, you know. Yeah. Well, don't don't practice for another show by having people pay right. for your show right Had now. Had it said in advance. I don't pay to watch baseball players throw a ball around. Well, like I would have bought that <laughs> ticket at 50 bucks without a without a question had it been disclosed in advance. Hey, look, here's what I'm doing. I've got this big special. I'm going to literally be on stage with notes just kind of running through this stuff and seeing what sticks. If you want to come be a part of that, cool. I'd have bought that ticket for 50 bucks and been like, man, that was fascinating because point. I would have experienced what I had been sold. Um, so yeah, you go and expecting to see a Carlin show and what you got was a dry run rehearsal and him reading his notes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Almost never looking at the crowd. But had he said, here's what it is, it would have been this intimate, cool, personal, vibey thing and you'd yeah. probably be talking about how amazing it was. You, you know, you're right. You know, it's, it's all, well, the point of that being- I think he called it a warm-up show, but I still didn't expect it to be a warm-up. We did a warm-up show for Pain in the Grass and I was sweating like a pedophile at a preschool, <laughs> man. I was up there throwing down. You weren't dude. playing CDs and just playing along to your CD to make I sure should. it worked. I That'd be funny. I'd love to walk out on stage with a boombox sometime, just press play and put the mic in front of it, and then we can all just stand there. <laughs> oh man. Would you spend five bucks on that? Yes. I almost would. Yeah. I don't know about fifty, but five, yeah. Yeah, five, ten bucks. Like, are you guys gonna play? No. no. <laughs> Modern art. No, we'll, we're gonna stand up here with our instruments in our hands. No, 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 no instruments. Just literally walk out of the boombox, bend the mic down to it, press play on your record. And just stand. And then just stand there. And stare at everybody uncomfortably. Yeah. Maintain eye contact. I mean, would that be I don't know. Hit pause and be like, shut up, the best part's about to happen. <laughs> and then start it up again. <laughs> That would be funny. <laughs> I would. Be, I mean, if some if some band did that, I'd be like, "This is the best show I've ever seen." That's awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> That's art. Yeah. Yeah. You gonna leave? No way, man. We're only halfway through the set. <laughs> I want to see if they're gonna see this all the way through. Hey, Rev, while you were on uh, stage with Doug Benson, this yeah. just popped in my head. I had to ask you this. Uh oh. 
was there any point, because it's all trivia based, and these days when we're all talking trivia and talking about movies, the first instinct is you want to just reach out and grab your phone and get the answers. At any point, did you just want to pull out your phone for assistance? No, just because- I would. Just being in front of the whole crowd and everything, and it's, it, it's weird because at the Neptune, it was really hard to- I was in the middle of five people, so it was hard to hear Doug on one side, and it was hard to hear Ken on the other side. They didn't have like good monitor yeah. support? No, they had no monitors. Oh. No monitors? No. No. Wow. So, so tricky. I was paying That's way tricky. more attention to everyone talking. And that sucks. At no point was I even thinking about grabbing my phone because I had to make sure and hear everything. Okay, at any point, and I thought about this if I was given the opportunity, <laughs> would you try and find like a small Bluetooth speaker? <laughs> Put it in your ear and have like, like Bush at the debates. Right. Have yeah, like your girl from your wife in the back of the room, like, just shake the gardens of the galaxy for this one. <laughs> that would be amazing. Right? And that just would be crush. Like, that'd be like the quiz show, like, scandal sort of oh, ridiculousness. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know if Doug would ban me from it. I think Doug no, would respect I'm, it. I'm picturing Steve and I in those like the, the full size puppeteer costumes, so we're dressed completely head to toe in black. Yeah, like that's how those cats they yeah. operate the big marionettes, and then we got like a laptop, and we're up in the the rafters. Yeah, like yeah. totally Mission Impossible. So, the answer is Bruce Wayne. It would have helped me a little bit, you know? Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? And you just crush Ken Jennings. Well, he's down there on stage. Like the problem is, I couldn't hear the question. They're like, who's he talking to? Yeah, you know? that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally the only way you could beat Ken Jennings. It's he, to cheat. God, he's so smart. Oh, and he man. He just knows so much stuff. We got to figure this out. We got to get an in-ear monitor and, and do this. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> just be in the back nah, feeding dude, you answers. Build something into his glasses so that the answer is projected on the lens in front of his oh. right eye. Yeah. Or we could just go full ghetto and just have like a whiteboard and sit in the front row and just write answers and point them. <laughs> I can't read that, Steve. I mean... <laughs> yeah. What is the goblet of fire? <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out some voicemails. Right. You can leave us a voicemail, 253-271-4787. That's also our text line, too. Hi, guys. It's Mama Hocknado. Yo. And I'm listening to the broadcast as I speak. I can hear and it. I'm so excited. I can't wait for the party. I can't wait. And um, I'm sure my son is just as excited. But he's going to be even more excited because mom has never been to his place. And in order for me to come to the party, I'm going to spend the night at his place. And he told me the other night that uh, if he had the good people, I can do steps. And he's got steps. And he said if he had to get people in his apartment to help me up the steps or even carry me, he can do that, no problem. So I I know he's going to be happy about that, and I'm super happy about the party. I, I don't know when I've been this excited. For It's been a long time, I'll tell you that. I haven't been this excited about anything That's awesome. for so long. So cool. So I get excited when I know Hocknado's coming to see me, but nothing like this. <laughs> nothing like this. So, um... You have a nice week, and I will talk to you soon, and just stay funny. I love listening to you guys. I just love it. All right. Bye now, Mama. 
So I was thinking right away about how we get her up to the balcony at seven so she can have a, a rail seat at the balcony for the whole show. Oh. Um, and if she can't do stairs, but I see uh, disabled cats all the time. Their buddies usually just grab you just out of the chair and foomp up the steps yeah. they go with them. I mean, between so, all of us, we'll be able to yeah, get her Yeah, that was the there. first thing I was thinking. That's is, a good call. Okay, if she's coming to the show, that's rad. Let's make sure she can see the show. Yeah, do it we'll, like a Jewish wedding. Yeah, do <laughs> Exactly, man. Let's pick him up. There We're we go. going to reenact that scene from the Even Flow video with my <laughs> <laughs> And at some point during your set, she's going to roll off the balcony and land on everybody. They'll catch her. They will oh, yeah. catch her. We'll make Tracy Moody personally catch her. Dude, that's a good call, though, putting her right up on the balcony. I think so, man. I think, I think we, will, we, we just have an area there that's sort of reserved, and that way she's yep. up there. Of course, if she has to go to the bathroom, the bathrooms are downstairs, but she's- We'll figure that out. Uh, yeah. We'll run a tube. I'm just thinking <laughs> a funnel. No. no. A catch-all. A bucket. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that's that's. I yes. like that idea. That, that'd be very. I think cool. it'd be. Yeah, she's definitely coming because it sounds like she's definitely coming. Um, we should make sure we. Yeah, I already told. We should get uh, her yeah. a cool spot. Yeah, she's man. taken care of. If she wants yeah. to come. She can come. That's that. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll take care of that. You but uh, yeah, that that's gonna be fun, man. Again, I, I almost forgot about bringing it up. I'm glad Mama mentioned it. Uh, we got Migs Fest. It's just around the corner. It's yeah. about a month away. The bands oh have been gosh. working the event page. Uh, pretty tirelessly, which is rad. Um, actually, it's killer. Terry Hauser from Mock Society hit Tony and I up yesterday. And was like, guys, guys, the the date on the event is incorrect. The actual event, you know, all the wording and that and the images are all fine, but the date's wrong, man. The date's wrong. The date says the ninth. The date says the ninth. You guys got to look. Well, Facebook gives you data real time. And what Terry didn't realize is he's on vacation in Budapest working the event page, which I just want to say that again. On vacation in Budapest, working the event page. And what, they're a day ahead? In Budapest. Oh, it's, no. It's, it's, it's October 9th. The show happens 3 a.m. October 9th in Budapest. Oh, wow. So he was wigging out, and Tony and I were like, what? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, Tony, man. It looks fine. I'm looking right at it. It's fine. And Tony goes, dude, Facebook updates real time. It's, yeah, it's 3 a.m. in Budapest, October 9th. And he's like, I'll let Terry know. And I, Yeah, so we that literally happened yesterday. I'm like, Terry, brother, and we explained that and he's laughing via instant messenger you know, hilarious. from the other side of the globe we're so laughing so for anyone in Budapest this. our show is October 9th that's right but here in the states in case you were curious in Washington yeah. and I, I just want to point 8th. out to all the other band members involved with the show that there's a guy in Budapest working the event page I just want to throw that out there right that's, that's a man awesome. that does not that was, stop that was the first thing I was like man that's rad and Tony's like dude he's been posting about the show every day too from Budapest that is awesome Terry Hauser Mock Society props to them mad props happen. I'm so right. pumped to see those I mean, guys. How cool is that, That's dude? That's awesome. He's like, the event's all screwed up. It's like, brother, you're halfway around the globe. That's why. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> yeah, that happened, Come man. That What's happened. he doing in Budapest? Uh, him and Jody just, uh, they took a month. Actually, it's really cool the way it worked out. You guys are familiar with the band Ever So Android? Oh, I love them. Okay, so ever Hope so is they're her, killer. Yeah, I keep wanting like uh, one of these days. I want to have them on the mix cast. You're because running out of time. They are moving to Los Angeles because okay. When are they moving? Within a month. This so is how they, this all this it. works out. Um, basically, I th- I th- they've got a killer thing going on. They're, I mean, they're so a fantastic good. band, and We've I think played them on this podcast. There's really before. no industry oh, really? in Seattle. Um, there's there's no industry here. I'm sorry to say, there's just no industry right. here. So I think they're going to where the industry is, and I, I imagine they're going to do quite well. She is, a, uh, they're man, incredible. Okay, I got to figure that out because I want to have them on sometime in the near future. Get them up, man. Yeah, the, yeah, I mean, when I first saw them, they were a two piece. It was her and then the guitarist yep. with a drum machine, and it was rad. Yeah. Then they got a full rhythm section, dude. 
I mean, they're incredible. So anyway, the way it worked out, it's, 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 all, it's all really cool. So Terry and Jody live in the loft space above Seattle rehearsals. So that's that's their home. They have this amazing loft space that Jody spent years building, and it's super cool. And right. they just wanted to get away. I mean, they, they both work tirelessly, and they just wanted to get away. Yeah, I mean, they live where they work. So they do. Yeah. Um, and they work and work and work and work. And so they were like, man, we're just going to get out. We're going to go to Budapest. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. They're just going to disappear for a month and go see the world, which just is for them. awesome. Well, in the meantime, the members of Everest Android are liquidating everything so they can head down to L.A. and go to where the industry is. Mm -hmm. And so the way it worked out was Jody, who Everest Android rehearses in that building, too. Jody said, well, hey, go ahead and liquidate your apartments and your leases and you can stay in my place for free for a month. So you've saved up all that additional. Oh, that's cool. Those monies. Yeah. So it was this killer thing where basically Jody has Everest Android more or less house sitting. So that they have that extra money yeah. to go down there and get started while her and Terry are over in Budapest wow. seeing the world. So it's it's awesome on multiple levels. Some friends of mine are going to see the world. They're helping out some musicians. It, right. It's all just cool and cool and cool again. These Gosh, are yeah. top, I, top shelf people, man. You know? No, I mean, I, look, I, 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 I know a while ago we played them. They kind of had like a bluesy electronic vibe to them. And Hope's it's voice killer. is, yeah. it's just, I mean- it's everything about what they do is cool. It and is she beyond is, cool. She, I remember we played a show. It was a cover night, so they didn't do their songs, but we played a show where she performed as well when Peter Parker was a band for a half a minute again. Mm-hmm. And I was just like sitting there staring at her, and not like in like a leering, creepy way, which I'm guilty well, of many times. She's captivating, dude. She's captivating. I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But she is- As an entertainer, she's she, captivating. She, yeah. All eyes on her because she demands that attention. Yep. She's got that voice. Oh, they're unbelievable. I think they'll I go down them. to LA and very quickly destroy. I, I agree. You know, I, there's talent everywhere. I'm not saying that. But my experience is in LA that we've gone down and, and played. People are always blown away by us. And what I always see is you guys obviously spent 7300 bucks on your clothes. Yep. You all look like rock stars. Yep. You definitely. I can tell that you've seen a stylist and you spent 300 bucks on the haircut. I can tell you look like a rock star. There's no songs. There's yep. not a lot of talent. Y'all look great. Dude, I remember playing a but, show with a band in LA you know, when we did a small tour and the singer setting everything up and he's like really meticulous about this fan. And I'm like, oh, okay. He probably gets really fan? warm. That was his hair fan. I'm not even joking. You're right. It's hair fan. Yeah, he beyonce that bitch. He, during sound check, had a guy, kept, he's like, no, a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. And then he did like the hair thing when he hit at the right spot. And I'm like, looking at this, I'm looking at my bandmates, I'm like, why are we playing this show? <laughs> that, that's, that's part of why I think Everson Androids, because I'm not saying that there aren't really talented people down there. I'm sure. not saying that. But the majority of what I see is coming from the wrong place. They're They're... Trying to succeed in a different way. They're going to um, stand out in a good way. Ever so, Android, I think, is going to go down there, and within six months, they will be talked about like, have you seen? Because it's authentic, and they're super talented, and it's killer, and there's so much talent and gravity. You watch them perform, it's gravity. And I, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about musicians from Los Angeles. I'm just saying. No, that not at all. My experiences have been that. Ever so Android's going to go down there and destroy. I wouldn't be surprised in three years. It's like they're coming through here on tour because they've got signed and they've got a label that's really invested in their success. And I just, I think they're going to do really well down there. And deservingly so because it seems like they've been they're busting fantastic. their tail. They're fantastic. Yeah, no, they work hard. They're good. They are good. It's great, man. So yeah, you've got a month. If you want to get them up, you've got a month, dude. Well, crap. Will they be around after Migs Fest? That's the question. 
that, that's a month away. That's I know, because yeah. I mean, we have a lot of stuff coming up in like next week. We have a couple people coming in. Our buddy Levi and Grizz, they've got the Evergreen Festival that's happening nice, at the uh, White River. I can ask so, him, message him. You yeah, can message him. I can send the house and then find out when they're leaving. And then the man. week after that, we've got the boys in uh, Clover Jane coming by. I, <laughs> I finally heard sporadic <laughs> insanity. They were supposed to come in today, but it just wasn't going to work out. Oh, right on. Man, that is a great EP. Dude, so tell me, and I'm going to do a write-up online for him, too, uh-huh. um, but... Uh, track 2, whatever the track is called, is my favorite. Uh, I can't remember. They're, they're scared right on my mind. Tunes killer. Yeah. Um, there's a couple really great songs. The ballad's great, but the one that captivated me the most was the unplugged version of Living to Ride that they yep. ended it with. Because uh, they have this like Harley Davidson motorcycle They performed anthem. it acoustic on the Mixcast once. Dude, that the whole record's killer, and mm-hmm. then they end it with that. I'm like, man, I don't want to be that guy, but this is the moment. This is the <laughs> coolest moment. Yeah. And I'm sure that's not when you put out your rock record, that Unplugged song isn't, but that was the one I was no, like, it's a this great is song. sick. This, but the Unplugged and that version, version is really cool. Sick, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, they oh, pro- dude. They did that the acoustic hook. on the Mixcast many, many, many so months ago. So vibey mm-hmm. and cool, man. It's I great. Found, I found a little bit of... Um, Ever uh, so? Yeah. Nice. So, just to give you guys a taste, right, I think you'll really like that. Of course, this is off my phone, so it's high tech. <laughs> yeah, they were a Jam of the Week once when we did the oh, Jam yeah, of the Week. sounds familiar. I mean, come on. That's good. Dude. I'm a I'm a, a sucker for a bluesy female She's got voice. Her voice. I mean, man. it's no different than Delilah right from uh, the Last International. Yeah, she reminds like, me well, of that totally. Yeah. And like I said, man, the first time I saw him, it was just her and the guitarist, and literally like an iPhone playing drum loops, right? And I've seen other people do that, and it's like, you don't have a drummer, there's no way this rocks. This is just lame. Right. It's lame. Most most of the time when you see that, I'm sorry, it's lame. And they, it, it was just the two of them on stage, and they destroyed. It was an entire crocodile packed, and everyone was captivated. And you didn't even think about the fact there wasn't a rhythm section on stage. It right. was just sick. And then- If I was at a show like that and I saw them, I would actually walk up to them and be like, do you need a drummer? Oh, dude, I, I am more than I, happy I don't to know be if your they went. I don't know if they went, dude, if we're going to next level this, we need a proper rhythm section. But it was it was that captivating, just the two of them. Right. And then I was actually in the restroom at the jam box and I heard this dope band coming through the floor and I was just in there taking a leak and I ended up hanging out in there for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. just because they're <laughs> obviously downstairs almost directly under the men's room. So. Oh, they had like leakage issues. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know, but yeah, I hope not, but I, I sat there and listened. Yeah. And then Isn't that awesome a little, when you find that Oh, band? dude, a little while later, I stepped out and I was like, hey, and I hadn't really met I hadn't really met him. And I'm like, were you guys just rehearsing downstairs? There's almost no one else in the building. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, I got to tell you, I just spent a half an hour in the bathroom. My bandmates wondered where the hell I was because I couldn't stop. And they're like, oh. And then I put together, oh, you're ever so Andrew. I saw you at the Crocodile, blah, blah, blah. But they yeah. had gotten a rhythm section, a full rhythm oh, section. Oh, good for them. Yeah. And it did. I mean, it was killer anyway. But the addition of a bass player and a drummer did take the whole thing right to the next level. Oh, I and bet. it's mind-blowingly just, just killer, man. And I've never seen, other than her, I think they'll go to L.A. Perform. and destroy. I Gosh, think they'll okay, just gotta, destroy. Hopefully they have one last show before they get the hell out of here. I don't I don't know. Oh, Chad, great. We'll, we'll find you're just, out. You're just a beacon of disappointment. I'm sorry, man. Thanks. Well, you know, I hate to be, it's like... That's it, my own fault. Fear of missing out. I should have feared it. 15 years ago, the running joke was, how do you get a record deal if you're a great band in Seattle? Go to L.A. <laughs> and they're doing and it. And they do yeah. it. And <laughs> I expect... I expect that they're going to do quite well. Let's check out another voicemail, Rev, yeah. before we get out of here. What really gets my goat 
goats. No, I'm just joking. I wanted to call and thank you guys because I had a, uh, a pot edible and started freaking out in a airport terminal. Ooh, and uh, the only thing that got me to calm down was thinking of you guys and all the stories. The best part, though, is actually how I'm going to end this call. Vio could be a pumpkin butt. God damn it. <laughs> Can't you just go back to ranting? <laughs> I, I've learned to hate oh, the fall. Oh my God. I've learned to hate. Yeah, you hate pumpkin season. God, you know, pumpkin spice, all this stuff. And they do that pumpkin butt <sighs> BS. And the worst part is, is that stupid thing started when I wasn't even here. Like, you guys just, I don't even know what happened. I, I don't even off, remember, too. I was gone for a show. Somebody jokingly said you and, look like a, the butt of I, a pumpkin. And then I come back, and it's pumpkin butt. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> I almost had to censor myself. There. I didn't expect that. Honestly, with her tone of voice, I thought yeah, we were right? headed somewhere erotic. I was excited and to I was hear. Like, what's, what's she going to do now? Oh, she, she, you know. she played us great. That yeah. was good. That was funny, because I didn't. It. I haven't listened. To, I had to record these quickly in the middle of the show, and I hadn't had a chance to hear any of these. So I was like, what is going on here? That's awesome. And now we know that she's a real person. She's ranted before. Yeah. And now she's just a listener. It wasn't somebody who's like a wrong number. Right. Just like oh, no, the she knows line. what's up. Yeah. It's interesting, too. If I was wigging <laughs> out on drugs, I don't think I'd be like, I know. I'll listen to that podcast. I'd yeah. be thinking more like, I know. I'll hide in that trash can. I would go straight <laughs> to mute. Yeah. When I'm trip in my years of doing hallucinogenic drugs or pot where it's gotten like an edible, like where you've been overwhelmed, the last thing I'm going to do is listen to any kind of spoken word type stuff. Like it's just, it'll take, oh. it could quickly take me down a road that maybe I don't want to go down. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Oh, I get it. You know, it's unexpected. I don't know what they're yeah. going to talk about. Yeah. Whereas with music, I can pick the band and be like, oh, okay. I know that this Lenny Kravitz record will chill me out. Let yeah. love rule will make me feel good. It'll build that garden of love yeah. and I'll be a happy man. But whereas spoken word would freak me out. Yeah, last it's a time- bad endorsement for our podcast for stoners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> last time I had a freak out, I think, well, no, the, 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 yeah, the last time that I actually had the freak out, I sat just at my computer chair and listened to Lil Wayne, uh, the Carter Three. Oh, that's and, a good record. And just stared at the the visual thing that you could pop up on like oh, the iTunes. spiral player yeah, thing. Yeah, because I was like, well, this is my center, and yeah, I was just that. It, I don't know why I love that album, but it worked and it got me through that that little bad trip there. I oh. once had a weird meltdown on uh, smoking pot in college, and we were watching Toy Story. To this day, I still haven't watched all of Toy Story because I got really freaked out There's by Pixar. There's a snake in my boot. Steve runs Dude, out of the Pixar room. Pixar was like, that was new, and I don't know what it was. The visuals were tripping me out. I spat, So I went in my room, and they put Tool on, and that calmed me down. Which is really strange, considering Tool. Oh, I get that. Thing. Yeah, but it was music, and then for some reason, it was comfortung. As, as long as you weren't watching the video. The, no. uh, <laughs> Any of them. The uh, Anima record. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I remember listening to that on. I, I used to be a headphone freak, so yep. either be weed or acid, and then headphones and see mm-hmm. in a couple hours. Yeah, and that um, spoken word German thing, which oh, apparently boy. is just a recipe for wedding cookies. Yeah, I'm it's told. cookies without eggs. Mm-hmm. That's when he's chanting. Zimbala bim bala bim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a recipe for uh, the. De- I think they're called the devil's eggs or something like that. And so it's like in a German propaganda thing, but he's saying a recipe, and then every time they yell, he's actually saying and no. Eggs, yeah, mind blown, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. It's amazing. I freaking love me. I was He's listening like, yeah, to that so gacked funny. out, and that speech wigged me 
out. Like, Daddy took the headphones off, left the house, and walked for miles. Wigged me out. Did you feel like you were, like, like in your own head understanding what he was saying? No. Like, but not that, you know what I mean? Like, it just scared the but Jesus out of me, and I had to leave. Because in college, I, I had to go bye bye. I remember one time being on mushrooms, <laughs> and I'm watching like the French Channel because we were right by Montreal in Plattsburgh, mm-hmm. and so we got some of the French like affiliate oh, channels. So I would just sit there, and, and like I remember one time my buddies came into my room, and they're like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, oh, "I'm watching the show," and they're like, "It's in French, man." I'm like, I'm like, "No, I understand what he's talking about." And they're like, no, you don't. And I'm like, well, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife used to do that, but she would she would go, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, watching the Spanish language channels. Yeah, and she's like, do you know what's going on? She's like, no, I'm just kind of figuring it out. I'm like, you don't know what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> she's I like, no, to, I kind of figured it out. I'm I had like, access to, to Univision, uh, Univision. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I used to watch that just because all oh, the women. Sabado Gigante. Ooh, Sabado Gigante. And then if you were lucky, Gigante was for the melons that those women were rocking. They'd have mm-hmm. uh, the they'd have dance like oh it's. It, it's basically yeah. like solid gold or whatever. Yes. It's just a dance show. No, I remember. And it's all Latin. <laughs> Dude, I would just sit there and play guitar with the television muted and stare at that for like two hours while just playing my guitar. I, that was my practice tool. What are you doing? Zoning out. I'm, I'm, I'm in heaven. This is par- I've died and I've gone to a Spanish dance television program. <laughs> See, I used to watch like La Lucha Libre, which was wrestling on Spanish channels, mm-hmm. and I think they knew their demographic because as soon as that show ended, it would go right into one of those type oh, of shows. Dude. Had I been like, a younger man, I would have been like speed fapping yeah. to those programs. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have been just a few years younger. Yeah, I, I was did. in my Young early twenties. Yeah. I'm sure I would have done it in my early 20s, too. Oh, totally. But. Actually, you know the one that got me recently? Uh, Buck Rogers Across the 25th Century. They had uh, season one and two available on mm-hmm. Netflix. And when I was a little wow. kid, season one was pretty much Aaron Gray in a spandex bodysuit with it unzipped pretty much Just all the way Just enough down. to show the cleavage, right. And it really, when I was a young person, I was like, why is my wiener hard? You know, I mean, little, little boy. And I watch as an adult, and I had to relieve myself a couple times watching Buck Rogers. She was hot as hell, man. She was stupid hot. There's an episode called Space Vampires, and it's beyond <laughs> cheesy. But I had to, I had to relieve myself, man. That is hilarious. I, did, I actually, I kind of did the look around, like, man, is this happening? Yeah, this this deal's going down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Different kind of uh, rhymes with Buck Rogers. Wow. Let's check out another voicemail. There's a Twiggy joke, I think. Wow. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm here at the Gorge for Dave. Um, love the STV cast. Excuse me, Mace cast. That's not a line. <clears throat> what? Uh, he sounds high. Love you guys. Dave Matthews, I'm assuming? Yeah. Stay yeah. positive. Michelle. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Jesus. That guy has definitely been enjoying he the had music. A, he there. had a good time. He was stoned. Yeah, he had a good I'd time. Say most people at a Dave Matthews concert, like, doesn't he perform like for like three days? Three or days something? later. Yeah. I don't think he's doing it next year. I think that's the big talk is that he's not doing it next year. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Then, but if you quote me on Dave Matthews information, you're an idiot because I don't know much. <laughs> uh, but. I would love to go to a Dave Matthews show at the Gorge just I, to see. I, what I've the, seen him once, and it was there. And it was killer. Yeah. Um, they, some of the improv jams, they do a lot of jamming, and I'm sure if I was baked out of my gourd, I would have loved it. Yep. But after about the third one, I'm like, man, no offense, I've heard this jam before. You right. guys really aren't taking me anywhere, and now I'm kind of getting bored. <laughs> that you makes know? sense. And it, it's Because it's, it's not like... I've heard a lot of dead jams, too, and it's like, man, awesome. And then they do the same thing kind of three and four times. It's like, dude, I'm just not high enough to enjoy this. Whereas, like, At some point, you can't keep jamming. Well, you listen to Zeppelin improv, 
and you're like, oh, this has 27 different gears, and it's slow, and it's fast, and it's really fast, and it's really and right. it changes gears, and that's why I love like Zeppelin. Everyone goes, best live band in the world is Grateful Dead. It's like, well, no, it's pretty much just that same slow feel, and then they space out with some delay pedals, and it's the same look over and over again. I'm like, mm-hmm. for me, best live band ever, Led Zeppelin, because when they improv, it changes gears 27 times. It's not yep. the same chord progression for 20 minutes with now so-and-so's going to noodle. And- That's what I love about Pearl Jam, too. It's like, you always know when they play Porch. They're going to go off. It's going to be a breakdown. Yeah, and it's going. that's going to be the, the the moment in the set that they put the jam in Pearl Jam. You know well, what I've I mean? I've heard some cool stuff, like recordings of them doing like Daughter and right. another Brick in the Wall. In the middle of the song. And it was killer. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean by good live improv, whereas yep. the Space Jam thing is great. If you are stoned, and I'm not saying anything bad, I'm just saying you have to. It's kind of like listening to certain types of hip hop and sipping the purple drink. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you gotta. It's a combo, and that was the thing with Dave. Is the first couple jams I thought were great, and then after that, I'm like, oh, we're doing this again. You know, but I wasn't stoned. So. Ted and I were so wasted over the weekend. We were trying to. We were like almost to the point where we're like we should just have like a phase where we do the purple drink. Purple drink. Oof. But it's like I'm a grip and sip. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Like people get addicted to that. Yeah. Like I don't really necessarily want to do that just for a phase. Yeah, dude. Um, when we were on tour up in Canada, our merch guy was like, "Sweet, we're in Canada," and he was off to buy the codeine coffee. No way. And yeah, man. And he, he a grip and sip, dude. Got purple drink on, and we had a couple good laughs. You yeah. Know? But he was way stoked about. <laughs> like, thank God we're in Canada, man. I'm a grip and sip. Glad we need more Canadian tours. <laughs> Jeez. Let's check out another voicemail. Hey, guys. I love your show, but I have to vent about something. It's been on my freaking mind. Pumpkin butt. I am the mom of five kids. Whoa. Jesus, what? And I love them dearly. Don't get me wrong. But all they do is eat and crap, eat and crap. I mean, there's five of them, and they don't flush. None of them flush. Like, I don't know how I raise five kids that don't flush the freaking toilet. Medi- but medical experience? if I have to walk into so a toilet full of one more time, I'm going to freak out. I mean, I'm going to snap. I mean, I'm over it. I can't imagine why five kids anyway, would guys, make you angry. That's my, my vent. I feel so much better. Oh, so. darling, it's not a clown car. You didn't need to do that. Five? That is a, <laughs> dude, that's you, a family. You know what you need to do is get the toilets that are sensors. That oh, just flush yeah. once you get up. I'm saying oh. you give the three youngest, tell them they're going to play the ghost game, and give them each plastic bags to put on their head, and then tell them to go play in the street. Oh my God. <laughs> and your stress level will be reduced greatly when you've just got the two strongest, the ones that survive, man. Oh. There was, there was <laughs> That's a, not a popular opinion, but... No. <laughs> there was a... There was a, a, a the a, thoughts a, and opinions of Glenn Cannon do not necessarily uh, <laughs> reflect, yeah. Five, I understand why you're stressed out. Go on vacation. Make your husband deal with them for a week. Just Man. get away from them. There was a no-flesh incident this weekend here at the station. Uh. Uh, that was gnarly. Someone left a floater... But it was like, like Is they, it the guy that usually does it. No, oh, okay, no, it was somebody else, and it, it, they, they. I swear to God, they stuffed the toilet full of toilet paper and then duked on top of it and oh, just left okay. it there as an island. It oh. was so gnarly, and it's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, and that's an adult. I mean, at least with this woman, yeah. she's dealing with kids. When I worked at Guitar Center Seattle, Whoa. I used to do a thing from time to time where if I had a clean getaway, which yeah. is where you first pass wipe and there's no- It's the best thing in the world. Clean getaway. Try but to it, do it win the lottery. That's right. <laughs> so if, if I deployed a yam and had a clean getaway, I would throw the toilet paper in the garbage so that all you'd find is the yam in the water with no TP. 
because what could possibly be more horrifying than that? <laughs> and I, I would leave that for others to discover when I worked that's at Guitar funny, Center. Though. I thought it was amusing, yeah. Because they're wondering, <laughs> who is this guy that's walking around right now? Right, without having no yeah. one no one at, cleaned up shop. Yeah, man. look at the person who's scratching their butt just to see which one it is. <laughs> who's walking funny? That's so gross. It's funny, you mentioned like having all those kids. Uh, I came across this and I thought it was Five the funniest kid? thing. I mean, I respect that. Five kids is... You know, like the people have on the back of their car, those stick figure things. Mm -hmm. This person has on the back of their car a stick figure thing. It has one, that's mom and dad, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and two cats. Oh my goodness. And it's a dusty window. So somebody wrote on the window, OMG, stay off of her. Oh, it's a good Catholic family, man. I don't know. Oh man, that's a lot of kids. My, my aunt, that's a lot Kelly, of toilet my, paper. My aunt, who I dearly love, has I believe five, um, and they're all awesome. They are just all awesome. But honestly, the um, I think it was the fifth pregnancy, the medical toll, because it was basically every sort of every year and a half she was pregnant again, mm-hmm. and by the fourth or fifth time, the toll that this was taking on her body, because we're basically. Putting, it, we're talking about like a nine-month parasite, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very hard on a woman to carry a child to term. It is, mm-hmm. and she'd done that five times over the course of say six and a half Jeez. years, and it almost took her out, man. Yeah. Um, and they're all they're all awesome, and my aunt's awesome, and but I mean, I remember that vividly. Like, oh man, you know, my aunt's kind of in, in health trouble because she's seeing this pregnant. And she's like, this is the last one. Oh my goodness. Yeah, tie um, up whatever you got to tie up. Yeah, five kids is. I mean, mad respect to you, darling. Five kids is a handful, and I understand. Yeah. You being stressed out, you just need a little. Even if it's a staycation, just just get out, and do something that doesn't involve them, them chitlins. Because man, yeah, that's a lot of responsibility. And to you know? <laughs> the children are problematic on a good day. Dude, I'm looking at this yeah. the, the little stick figures. Only one of them's a boy. Oh that my is God. going to be a nightmare. That poor kid. He's going to be a serial killer, man. <laughs> right, and that poor dad, <laughs> man. I, don't, I mean, that's seven <laughs> girls that are going to be dating when they're teenagers. Oh. oh, we got any more voicemails, Brad? Oh, we got a lot. All right, we'll do a couple more, and then we'll then we'll get to Matt Stryker from Lucha Underground. Hey guys, I've got something to vent about. Oh, and I know it's a small thing, but I hate it when someone I've met once at like a party tries to add me on Facebook the next day. I mean, if my friends invited me to a bar and I met you there, would you pull out a scrapbook and be like, hey, look at all these pictures of me being bored at work? No, you wouldn't. It's like, here, let's extend out this casual meeting way longer than it needs to be. Oh, God, it's so annoying. You're my so hero. Annoying. Dude, I'm the worst. Like, oh, that's awesome. I, I never thought I'm, of it that way. I never thought of that. It was brilliant, bro. That's a great analogy. <laughs> I see it with all the radio people. Like, when we go to these conferences, everyone they, all of a sudden becomes <laughs> friends on Facebook. And I'm the worst. Like, I don't know if I'm cry- I never want to add anyone that doesn't really know me. Like, I get nervous about it. Even people I, I kind of know I play hockey with that I'm like, I'll just wait for them to add me. And they never do because they're probably thinking the same thing or they just yeah. don't care. But. Yeah, I don't... Well, see, the, the, the whole reason I even started a Facebook page was the whole reason I even started on MySpace page was the whole reason I'm even... I, I'm an entertainer, so it's part of the deal now. It's part of the deal. You have to, and I held out as long as I could, but just someone that... Uh, a banker meets a lawyer, yeah, I get what he's like. Dude, would you pull out a scrapbook? And, oh, here's pictures of me bored at work, and this right. is my... Yeah, like, I've never heard it put that way, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's so funny. On point. <laughs> so it's stop awesome. adding so people on, on Facebook. Point. That's just awesome. Stop. Just stop. All right, why don't we... um. 
You know what? Let's, uh, let's call it. We'll save the other ones for next week. Done. Uh, we'll get, eventually get to them. We might not, but we'll try our best uh, because we're running low on time. And uh, Glenn, earlier this morning, while we were doing the morning show, we had a, a little bit of a break, like, you know, because we play songs and commercials. And Matt Stryker, who is a WWE, former WWE superstar, and is now one of the commentators for Lucha Underground, which is like, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I think you would, I think you would enjoy Lucha Underground. Okay. It's very cinematic. It's all about the storylines, but they're shot by it's it's a it's a on the El Rey network, which is Robert Rodriguez's. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I didn't even know he had a network. Yeah, yeah. it's called El Rey. It's really a network for him to put <laughs> on like some old school Bruce Lee movies sure. and other random cool crap. That's like really. F- but he has a wrestling show that I think Mark Burnett is a part of. The guy that produced Survivor. It's got a lot of like people who are not usually in the wrestling world created this. And it's awesome because nice. it's like, even if you don't like the wrestling, you would probably enjoy some of these. I mean, people get killed in it. Like, like they actually wow. have suspended, like they're with, not with even folding chairs. No, like someone will get like back in the back room, get shot wow. like that kind of stuff. Like it's not, it's not a wrestling, uh, a purist wrestling it's beyond show. beyond. Yeah. It's a full yeah. movie that has some breakdowns where they wrestle. It's awesome. So Matt Stryker is the voice of it. He's the color. He's the the play by play guy, and uh, I've always been a fan of him. So uh, it was a really fun interview. If you're a wrestling fan, if not, just skip past this for ten minutes, <laughs> and then the show's over. Then you can hear us all say goodbye. Uh, so without further ado, here's our chat with Matt Stryker. Matt. Hey, Megs. What's going on, man? I'm good. How you doing, brother? I'm chilling, bro. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for being. First off, I have to say, uh, man. I have a lot of things I want to talk about. I absolutely love Lucha Underground. I've always loved what you've done. But I want to just give you a huge amount of props. I'm a fan of Marty DeRosa's Wrestling with Depression podcast. And the episode with you, uh, I won't get super into detail. I just think people should listen to it if anyone is dealing with anything. I thought, man, it just showed me a different side of you, and it made me love you even more as, a, as an individual, man. I thought it was just awesome. I appreciate man. Thank you. That's cool to say, bro. Oh, it's just, I, I, I love what he's doing. I love all, like, the, the whole podcast world. It's, it's, it's just a fun medium, and uh, it's fun because I think you could go a little bit deeper than sometimes you could go, like, on, like, you know, a mainstream interview and stuff like that. Of course. Of course, death. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And, dude, I am glad that we're not going to have to wait as long for uh, season three as we did for season two of Lucha Underground, because when I heard that season three was just around the corner, I'm like, holy smokes, they just finished season two. And last time we waited a while, and it was driving me crazy. So I'm really pumped that, you know, it all goes back down tomorrow, Lucha Underground 3. Yeah, the marketing gurus were very smart. They whet your appetite, and then they say, oh, you want more? Here it is. And they shove it in. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Chicago once at the, at the wrestling bar, the Squared Circle, and uh, Rev's with me, uh, another member of the show. And uh, we went to the bar because we're like, I love wrestling. I want to go check out this bar. And it was right when season one was wrapping up and they were showing the ultimate lucha uh and i'm like oh this is awesome i don't have to wait to watch it on my dvr i'll watch it live and i had a we had a table of like 10 other people with us and by the end of that episode they were all like i need to go back and watch this show i did not realize how awesome lucha underground is i'm like i've been telling you guys it's like the action's amazing the storylines are amazing but i i have to attribute a lot of it to you and vampiro man the way you guys call it is just it's it's so different and and it's fresh and I, I get a I'm like a juvenile kid. I get a kick out of hearing the S bomb being thrown out by a commentator every <laughs> once in a while. Everything about it is just great, man. Props to you guys for putting out an awesome product. Thank you, man. And, uh, just you know, as a disclaimer, one of us may be extremely inebriated uh, during those times. I'm not going to say which one it is. So that's probably what you're enjoying. <laughs> there you go. Are you serious? <laughs> Are the drinks flowing during the the the, the, the tapings at the temple? 
you know, I think with him and his like his serotonin levels, I think he's just constantly in some type of state of euphoria. There's enough pumping through his body in the last 40 years that I don't think he could be sober ever again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's, just, it's like Keith Richards. He's just perpetually like, yeah, man, all right. <laughs> And then when he first, like, I remember the first time I heard him say the S word, I'm thinking, like, what's Matt thinking? What are the producers? Are they going to keep this? Like, that had to have been like, an, like, was there any discussion? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drop some curses and it's going to be cool. Or was it just, did it just happen? And they decide, you know what? It's cable. We could get away with it. Let's keep it. Uh, him and I don't discuss much. The one thing we did say to each other in the very beginning is, hey, let's just make this like two buddies hanging out on their couch. And then I said, well, where? In which part of the country? Because two guys hanging out on their couch in Wisconsin is much different than two guys hanging out on their couch in Aberdeen. He said, just follow <laughs> yeah. me. Like, okay, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I respect the Aberdeen relate. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows what goes on with couches in Aberdeen? There's some weird stuff going on in Aberdeen, that's for sure. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, what is uh, for you... Uh, uh, I don't know like what to expect now with season three. I mean, obviously Pentagon Dark. I love the evolution of what's what he's become. And and I mean, I remember the the first episode of season two, the opening vignette with you and and Vampiro was just I mean just mind blowing. I mean, are we are we are we going to witness something like that again? Or is a uh, what what can we expect for tomorrow's episode? I just think that it, in this day and age, the anti-hero has become the hero. Uh, to put it close to home, when a band like Alice in Chains first showed up, people took three steps back and said, what? Yeah. And now all anyone does is try to copy them. I just think that Lucha Underground is going to continue to be revolutionary and continue to have people talking the same way they were when you had a table full of 10 people sitting there watching. And I love it when uh, you talk about being revolutionary. It's funny because I was watching, you know, I watch all types of wrestling and I remember there was something going on on, on, on one of the other wrestling groups and my wife watching it in, in the kitchen and she like, you know, she, she's a casual observer, but she, she was even like, wow, do you think that they just ripped that off from Lucha Underground? I'm like, yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? And I thought that was kind of cool, like for her to notice. I mean, us nerdy wrestling fans noticed this stuff, but I was like, wow, okay, like this Lucha Underground has made an, uh, an impact on someone like her who's not even a big wrestling fan, but she's just enjoying all the storylines and all the cinematic moments that are happening on, on Lucha. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Most times people hear wrestling and they immediately go to whatever it is they think they know, but I say this all the time. Lucha Underground is not a wrestling show. Don't go tell your fans, your friends, it's a wrestling show. It's a television show that happens to be about an underground fight club where they fight in all these hybrid styles that people categorize as Lucha Libre. That's the difference. This show can be right up against Breaking Bad. This show could be right up against Dancing with the Stars, whatever it is that you genuinely enjoy. Not just a wrestling show where a honky tonk man is going to, you know, hit doink the clown. It's just it's a little bit more advanced than that. It's more. It's just more than just like the vignettes because we've had those throughout the years and people cutting promos. But you're putting storylines into that, and I think that's the amazing part to it. Yeah, it's just it's as kids we all remember falling in love with whatever it was Hulk Hogan or Shawn Michaels the Undertaker. But as adults, you kind of look at it and go, eh, that's for my kid. I think what Lucha Underground does is it gives the respect that the adult deserves, but still entertains the child inside us. And I think that's all anyone's really looking for in this day and age. Turn on the TV, it's, uh, this person is, uh, has the plague, and this person's yeah. lying, and this person's insulting people. You know what, dude? Put that away. I just want to, for an hour, be distracted and don't have my intelligence insulted. And that's what Lucha Underground is for me. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100% agree about the intelligence not being insulted. I think it's such a, a, a well-written, and, and the wrestling itself, I mean, you know, being the wrestling geek, the, the wrestling action itself is, is phenomenal, and, and it's just, 
I like the way it's shot. I like the way the temple is, the, the crowd, everything about the band playing. I love the the the, uh, the musical stuff that's going on now, especially when then the wrestlers get in, in the middle of where the band is playing. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I got to ask you, though, because, I mean, we've seen now Vampiro kind of mix it up a little bit and uh, in, in the ring, especially with his, his story with uh, Pentagon and. I was at I was in Dallas for WrestleMania, and I went to a bunch of other wrestling shows, including like WrestleCon and a few others. And you were there, and it was like I I know myself and everyone around me were geeking out that there's Matt Stryker wrestling again. Do you have any uh, interest in wanting to do that again, or, or are you happy being right behind the booth calling the shots? Uh, wrestling is always something that's going to be in my blood. It's the disease that will always show up, but just to be a part of it, just to be close to it. I understand that the athletes are evolving. If you look at what the, the men and women on Lucha Underground are doing, physically, I'm not sure I can pull that stuff off. I mean, a lot of them, they travel through time. They flip backwards three times. Like I kind of hurt my back getting up this morning. So I don't know about getting in the ring with that style. But being a, a guy, I mean, if someone does uh, incite me, I'm pretty easy to go into a fight. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I got to ask uh, from that time in Dallas. Um, I, I never had a chance to talk to anyone uh, that was a part of it, and I've, I, I got to ask you: Was Jeff Jarrett legit? Had a couple drinks before he went out there, or was he just kind of hamming it up to piss the crowd off? Um, well, he was on the other. He was my opponent. Yes. So I don't really have, didn't have much interaction with him before the match, so I really I can't speak as to what was going on. Uh, he's a unique personality, and again, just steered back to Lucha Underground. That's really the allure. You're talking about something that, that you remembered because of someone's unique personality. Right. Imagine that every week now, every Thursday morning after Lucha Underground airs on Wednesday nights, you have something to talk about with your buddies or maybe you know, you're sitting at work and, oh, I hate my boss, and you turn to the guy in the cubicle next to you. Hey, did you see Pentagon Jr. last night? It's just an easy thing to talk about, but yeah. I can't speak for anyone else's habits. No, I hear you. I decided to ask that because I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. But I thought it was awesome. I enjoyed it. It was very entertaining. Is there anyone in the world of wrestling that you would like to see jump into the temple? There's this one radio guy from up in like the Pacific Northwest. Yes. You know, uh, Miggs, I think is his wrestling name. I'd like to see that guy get in there. Maybe set a table on fire, smash someone's head. You know, fun family entertainment. You better watch out, man. He's got his own belt. He'd bring that one down there to be Damn a pain straight. in the ass. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> no, I do. I might even have my own mask. I'm ready to rock. Oh, and I got a Lucha yeah. Underground shirt, man. I'm ready to go. You're in. I'll just cut the sleeves off so people can see these not-so-significant guns. guns. Yeah. yeah, these pistols. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I know you got a whole bunch of interviews to do, but I, I absolutely am stoked that we had a chance to talk to you, and I, I think you could tell just from how geeked out I am that I'm a big fan of Lucha Underground, and I can't wait for it to start back up, and I'm I'm, I'm hoping that one day I can make a trip to L.A. I, I've talked to a few people that work over at Lucha Underground. They said, hey, man, if you ever come and we're taping, come to the temple, because I would love to see you guys and see what it's like to watch the taping of uh, Lucha Underground, because I can only imagine it's a fun experience. It'll be awesome. I'll lock you in a room with Vampiro for five minutes. It'll never be the same again. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Will I be able to walk out? That's the question. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but you just never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for taking time, man. Thanks, guys. Take care. Lucha Underground again. That airs uh, tomorrow, 8 p.m. on the El Rey Network. That was cool. Yes. That was awesome. Well, Glenn, 
sorry you missed the interview, man. I knew you had to go run in the bathroom. Or yeah, <laughs> I, I had to see if I had a clean getaway so I could leave someone a magic yam. Oh, magic oh, yam. Migs Fest, wow. October 8th. It's October 9th in Budapest, but here in Seattle, it's October 8th. <laughs> tickets are going. Go to eTix or go to the PayPal links on the event page. Tickets are going fast. So seriously, even though it's a month out, get I know. your ticks. I've noticed a lot of people posting saying they just bought their tickets or they can't wait till the 15th when they get paid. So yeah. I, I would say that you you should feel safe in knowing that by the 15th, you should still be able to buy them. That's only a few days away. But don't wait because this is going to sell out. And if it doesn't, we'll lie and say it did. <laughs> of course we will. <laughs> it was sold out. And Allison James showed up. It was amazing. What the heck? No, man, it's going to be a great night of music. Just go to the Mixcast Facebook page to find out all the information. We got Window Pane, Clover Jane, 10 Miles Wide, uh, Mock Society, Wyatt Only in the Wreckage, Superfecta. It's going to be an awesome, awesome show. All of us are going to be there as well. You never know who mm-hmm. else is going to pop up. Studio 7. It's going to be a blast. Get your tickets. Or else Glenn's going to poop in your house. The music stopped. And not wipe his butt. We're going to just keep talking without the music. Yeah, brother. Stay positive. Can get away. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.